The 100 Show, where we keep it 100. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the 100 show, episode number six, where we keep it 100. 100. Oh, we, it was a little better that time. A little, little out of sync, but we'll, we'll get better at that. 100. Later. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. 100 what is show. That, what is that mysterious voice <sighs> you hear? Huh? You hear that? You hear that mysterious voice? Yeah, we do have a what mysterious voice. I'm your conscience. We have, uh, we hey, have guys. a guest. Hey, guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> scared me. I know, I was like, oh, as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, oh my God. But, oh, okay. My phone, like, showed up something on my computer. I was like, okay, it's still recording. All right, cool, we're still good. But yes, we do have a special guest with us today. We have our friend Taylor with us today. Hi, everybody. A.K.A. Buff Jesus. Buff Jesus. Buff Jesus. Buff Jesus on all my socials. Just kidding. Not at all. I got to check that. You should save that handle. Yeah, I should save that. Because if someone doesn't have that right now, it's mine. Don't don't get any ideas either. All right, posers. Hey guys, yes, thanks yes. for having me. I'm yeah. honored honored to be here, y'all. Oh, hey, thanks for excited. being here with us, man. Of course, of course. We're it's gonna be good. very excited to have you. We have a uh, this man here is so good. I, I want to give him all the praise. He's Aww. he's a uh, he's a very disciplined man. Very you know? disciplined man. I only on the surface. Whenever I'm like thinking about like I want to lay down and. Not do anything. I think <laughs> Taylor's probably grinding out there, and it's it motivates right me right now. Yeah, I'm like, I need to be better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's discipline's a thing, man. Like, I think it's the key to unlocking everything in everybody. I really do. I think that's what separates the men from the boys. You know what I mean? And it's something that's I've had to take a long time to learn, and I'm still learning, still getting through. Yeah, bro, you I like. We'll talk about it more, but seeing yeah. seeing your body, your body transformation, like. When I first met you, we first became friends. Like just like this little scrawny little dude, and it's then true. all of a sudden, within a span of the year, this guy got mega jacked. Got yoked, baby. Yeah. <laughs> mega jacked, and I'm like, oh my god. Six days in the gym a week. Yeah. And uh, and some good eating, man. Some diet. That's some good eating. That's yeah. yeah. We're 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 definitely gonna talk a lot about that, and I I yeah. definitely want to hear what he has to say because I definitely need this. If y'all can see the shape of my body. Uh, I need some help in my life um, to get in shape. So yeah, I'm excited to 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 get to that. But uh, let's talk about how how our weeks have been this week. Um, my week has been you know same old, same old for now, uh, except for the weather. The weather, I don't know what the hell happened to the weather this week. But yesterday, I was like, ah, I think I'm gonna wear shorts and a hoodie. So it's like maybe <laughs> it's a little too hot, I'll be all right. Maybe if it's cold, like a little chilly, like I'll be covered. No, no. As soon as, as soon as, um, Trey and I left, I left from work around uh four. Um, literally, it was like there was sleet <laughs> while I was putting gas in yeah. my car. I was like, "What happened?" It came out of nowhere. It was just a big old cold front. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's how I felt. <clears throat> I, I was in Albuquerque all week, and so I passed through Edgewood. And Albuquerque, it's like 60, 70. We're playing top golf, like. <laughs> In my shorts, like I was wearing pretty much this. <laughs> yeah. And it was so nice. And I go through Edgewood and I stopped to get like take a piss at Smith's and grab a ghost and it's snowing. I was like, What the <laughs> crap, dude? Like and then you drive five more miles and it's gone again. You're like, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. New Thanks. Mexico New Mexico Thanks. weather at its finest. Yeah, yeah exactly. That is New Mexico yeah. weather. New Mexico weather, West Texas. 
Texas in general, the the weather is uh, quite frankly retarded. Yeah. No, is, for sure. It's bad. For sure. It's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. Th- th- this is the time of the year when you don't know. You can go through all four seasons in one day. It's true. You can have, <laughs> yeah. you can have a snow uh, and late at night and then be 75 degrees at noon. That's why everybody gets sick. Span of 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's getting sick left and right. Yeah. That's awful, bro. Troy, how was your week, man? Bro, it was crazy. I, I don't know why you said it's pretty same because we had to go to. Lubbock. Ooh. Oh yeah, we did two times. Oh yeah, this week oh, yeah. two yeah. times. Early in the morning. I forgot about that. What'd you guys do in Lubbock? We so as you know, we got our new puppies. Yeah, we went and got their ears cropped. Yeah. So Wednesday we had to we got up like at three forty in the yeah. morning because we had to be there by seven, and so we're behind an hour. Yeah. So. We had to make up that time difference. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. I don't know how I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that sucked. And then Thursday, I had to go up, pick it back get, up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys grab some food while you were there? At least. Uh, I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never had Chick Fil A breakfast ever. Oh, it's good. And I was, was. Yeah. What do you rate it? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. McDonald's is still a little bit better. Really? Yeah. What did I you don't get? Know. I got a. It was like a spicy chicken bis- biscuit. Yeah. And like I did, like I saw like the sausage like sandwiches, and I'm like, I don't want to get that. I'm I'm at Chick Fil A, so I'm gonna get right. chicken. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Sausage. So of I was course. like, I'm, yeah, yeah so sausage fillet. Yeah, so I'm gonna. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna get the spicy chicken biscuit. Like it was good. They're gonna like, yeah. don't get me wrong, it was great. But sure. I don't know, something about McDonald's breakfast, dude. I don't care what anybody says, but McDonald's breakfast is freaking goaded. It's Sugar. So good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. It's how it's the how McGriddle. bad it is for you. Yeah, dude. Oh, I used to like go to town. So I used to work overnights. And when I would get off of work overnight, I would go get McDonald's breakfast and go chill at Ashley, my now wife, at her house, mm-hmm. like with her parents. This is like a decade ago. And like, bro, those hotcakes in the morning with like a Coca-Cola, because it's like my dinner time, really. Yeah. Ooh, it just hit yeah. different. It just hit different, Their dude. pancakes are busted. They're so good. Yeah. They're pancakes, busted. Yeah. <laughs> pancakes are so freaking, like the syrup, like this, this is the perfect like flavor. It's true. The, the hotcakes are just fire. The sauce, the hash browns. Oh my god, oh, yeah. the hash browns. Are, oh, yeah. That's for. probably the best part of the breakfast. Is the hash browns. The hash Dude, browns are freaking. You used to be able legit. to get three of them for like two dollars. It was yeah. like one ninety nine. You get three hash browns. I used to get before high school because there's a McDonald's by our high school here. Yeah. And so I go to the go to McDonald's, pick up some hash browns, go to school, mm. eat my hash browns. Ooh, set up for a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set up for a good day. And now instead of uh, getting a uh, uh, three hash browns for two dollars, you get three hash browns for fifteen dollars with yeah. a. Exactly. Our wonderful yeah. inflation. That's right. Six percent, baby. It's <laughs> amazing. Shaka bra. It's actually more. Seven <laughs> percent. Somewhere around those numbers, but yeah. There's gotta, no gotta, more dollar menu. That's yeah. Sad. Dollar menu does it's not exist gone. anymore. It's Thanks. gone, gone. Thanks, Joe Biden. Well, it's yeah. still there, but it's not. It's it's not really a dollar menu anymore. Yeah. Nothing's it's like a two, dollar. three, yeah. four dollars. Yeah, because yeah. because it used to be yeah. the dollar menu, and now it's like they've changed the name to like the the value menu, and it's like one, uh. two, and three dollars. But one dollar doesn't really exist. I don't even get a drink for one dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Now now the drink is like one sixty nine. No way, for real. Yeah. What? Yeah, so I, I remember this vividly. Uh, you would get a drink for so the total was a dollar eight. Yeah, a dollar eight for getting um, for getting a drink, and yeah. now it's a a dollar sixty nine. And then for McDoubles and McChickens, obviously those those things used to be a dollar. Yeah. And one time I ordered a McChicken and I saw on the thing it was like one ninety nine. I was like, they literally just doubled the price of the McChicken. So McChicken's not like two dollars. 
dude, McDonald's, what are you doing? Come on, bring us back the dollar menu, all right? Do we got to stop eating fast food to, like, show them we're serious? Like, all right, McDonald's, until you can get your stuff together. (laughs) We're not eating your fast food anymore, all right? We're going to the the real dollar menu, the grocery store. Yes. Grocery store. The Dollar Tree that's right across the street. That's right. That's right. I'm going to eat Snickers for three weeks until you can get your stuff together, all right? Yeah. Suck on that. Because that's definitely much healthier. Way better for you, (laughs) Way better for you. Have y'all seen, like, the... The that movie about McDonald's, the founder. No, not yet. It's the it's, one. Is it the one where like it shows uh, the dude taking over the? Yeah, the tixie, yeah it's bro, a, that yeah. movie's legit. I haven't finished it, but so far it's 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 amazing. That, so that movie's legit. I haven't yeah. seen the movie, but I did a, a a VO for a client, a voiceover about McDonald's, and so I've heard the history of it. Like mm-hmm. you know, they sell out. Basically, the McDonald brothers sell to this guy, who. Ends up building his own McDonald's, like the new version of it, right across the street from their restaurant, as yeah. like a big middle finger to them, dude. And That's like crazy. within like I think it was like a year. It's probably shorter yeah. than that, but within a year for sure, they shut down. They were like they can't, they couldn't keep up anymore, dude. Wow. It's crazy, yeah. yeah. And like yeah. the same guy who helped like franchise McDonald's, yeah. franchised like KFC oh, and really? all sorts of other places. Yeah, he's a genius, dude. Wow, yeah, he he makes yeah. so much money. Yeah, like, it it was it's really cool, like. It wasn't like a documentary. It was, it was more like a, like a movie, movie like drama. Right. But I think it, it covers it pretty well. Like yeah. Just yeah. It's, pretty, it's still based on yeah the real thing. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Like what innovation does, right? Like obviously you have to like adhere to a standard to like get in. Usually, right? You open the door with the standard, and you kind of glow with the flow, and you you're like, okay, we're doing this thing, right? That that's kind of taking shape that looks like something else. But then there's like the one guy who's like why do we do it this way? You know what I mean? And it's like the one dude who's willing to question why you do it that way and then just change it and do something crazy different. Like that's the guy who breaks out and everyone starts making the new standard, right? Like he almost like stops the rails and is like, now we're going this way, whether you like it or not. Yeah, that's crazy. I've heard that like McDonald's like literally has trademarked the system of uh, fast food, like the fast food system. Yeah, they created created that like. Like Copy, like you have to get rights, like other fast restaurants have to get rights from like McDonald's to be able to like put the, the their kitchen system yeah away. yeah mm-hmm. dude basically mcdonald's is a real estate agency they're like not agency but a real estate like that's where they make their money so they make the least amount of their money comes from fast food mm-hmm. fun fact for you guys the most wow. the, the amount of money they make from real estate like from collecting on owner operator franchise operations like mm-hmm. that far eclipses their food so even when their food sales aren't doing good like mcdonald's isn't making money from food they're making money from owner operators who they're selling franchises to that's what's yeah. crazy. That's It's like 90% of their money comes from just their building fees. Mm-hmm. So they have to pay a fee every month for their McDonald's that you own or operate, right? And so whether McDonald's is doing good or they're doing bad, they're making money. Like they've got it down. Yeah, they're all over the world too. Yeah, so. that's crazy, Everywhere. bro. They're like Everywhere. Like they're like on every street corner. Now. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> they're like McDonald's, like they were during the Cold War. They're like, yeah, let's go to Russia. That's oh, crazy. To Russia. Why not? Like- yeah. yeah, it's pretty that's, nuts. That's crazy. Like their ability to expand outside international waters mm-hmm. and like still be McDonald's, right? Like not having to change something to adhere to a different culture. Like McDonald's is a landmark no matter where you go, no matter what culture you're in, no matter where you're from, like you know McDonald's. Uh-huh. Like that's how good of a job they've that done. That logo, yeah. The all mar- marketing, everything. Global. Yeah. Crazy, y'all. Crazy. Yeah. It was that that one brother in the movie at least. Yeah. The one brother that was just he was on it, like innovating, right? Everything they customized, um, 
their kitchen to like yeah. be the most max efficient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Created their own like um, tools to yeah be like get the ketchup Sauces and mustard out, yeah. and yep. all that yep. stuff. Yeah. Playgrounds, playgrounds were a McDonald's thing, y'all. Like the figuring out like okay who's who wants to like how do we get everyone to eat here right like let's be a family restaurant yeah, yeah. Let's put a playground in kids are gonna want to come play their parents are gonna make them get like they're gonna get food the whole family's gonna end up eating like that's mm-hmm. how you make money you're reeling yeah. you reeling those kids dude mm-hmm. playgrounds man mcdonald's well, yeah. remember, genius you remember when uh, the, uh, the n64 and gamecube kiosks were a thing at McDonald's, oh yeah right? freaking like, lit uh, you'd be like two laps into your mario kart track and then it would like poof, let someone else play and you're like Great, thanks, McDonald's. <laughs> Go play Mario Party now for two minutes until you shut off on me again. <laughs> yeah. so it dumb. shut off, really? Yeah, the ones here, they would like they were like on a timer. Oh, really? So every ten or fifteen minutes, they would reset. So you'd like they had Mario Party. Like I remember oh. vividly playing Mario Party, and you pick your character, <laughs> you would pick your like course you want to do your your game on your board or whatever, and you would get like two turns in. You do one mini game, and it would like soft reset on you, and be like, here you go, let someone else play. Make sure you're sharing. Like wow. a crowd. Oh man! Like <laughs> you couldn't do anything. So Smash Bros was like the game I always played, right? Because like yeah. Yeah. you can hop into a match real quick, it would reset, you just hop back in. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, doo doo, man, doo doo. I didn't know that. I, ne- I never had that issue yeah. when I played when I played like I, I like I played N sixty four, like Mario Kart sixty four on yeah. there, and then Double Dash and Dude Sunshine. You yeah. you know why like all of us have neck problems, right? Because they put those kiosks in Walmart, and so you like <laughs> mom takes yeah. you shopping, and you're like. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> for like yeah. 15 minutes like she knows you don't yeah. even have to say anything alright mom is that all the games you got yeah <laughs> you're you gonna go get more? chicken nuggets uh, you know where I'll be I'll be in the electronics just uh-huh. give me when you're done alright yeah. Yeah. yeah and you're like sitting there with your jaw open like <laughs> yeah. your neck cricked back like <laughs> for 20 minutes I remember that crap yeah. used to hurt <laughs> yeah dude yeah you get done like oh my gosh and then you're looking down at your Game Boy so you're fixing it that's why I play Game yeah. Boy so much. I'm trying to fix Counter, my neck. Counterbalance. Yeah, exactly. It's a balance, guys. It's a balance. It is. Twelve-year-old me knew yeah. that. They need to bring those back. What happened to those? I know, two? but people don't take care of stuff, bro. That's the thing. Yeah. Things would be trashed. It would get messed. People, up. people would get messed up, or people would try to like rip the controller, especially with how yeah. expensive controllers are now. I mean, sixty-dollar controllers. People True. would rip that crap out of there and take <laughs> off with it. Yeah. Mine. Give me, give me that dual, give me that dual sense edge. Yeah. Well, I guess you think wireless controllers hurt it. Because, like, before, it was wired. So, like, if you broke the controller, you're just an a-hole, right? Because you're like, now no one can play. You can't take it home. But now that they're wireless, like, whatever's attached to that thing, you just rip that thing off. Uh You might still have a usable controller. Yeah. Yeah, you might. That's true. Maybe that, like, did something to it, you know? That's why they just installed the Mad Cats controller, dude. You know what I mean? Like, the Mm -hmm. wired Mad Cats third-party little brother (laughs) controller. Yeah. With green LED lights <laughs> yeah. in it. Like, wow. Yeah, bro, I remember those. You're playing in the dark at night and you're like, you can't even see your TV because your controller's shining at you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best, dude. That's funny. That was the best. <laughs> All righty, guys. Well, we're going to get into some of the news of the week Woo. so we can get to the to the good stuff that, that we have Taylor here for this week. So... Some of the big news, if you guys have heard, happened throughout the week. Atreo's got some stuff that he wants to share with us as well. Some clips and some things that he saved. But uh, Silicon Valley Bank, everybody. Yeah, start there. Silicon Valley Bank, uh, major failure. And even though Joe Biden says, guys, the economy's great. It's awesome. Everything's A-OK. And then come to find out, uh, it's not A-OK. And uh, Taylor just dropped his phone. I dropped my phone. I was like, "Excuse that, people." <laughs> what was that? It's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, I'm, I'm sure you won't hear it. But, we'll uh, cut that out. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah we will. 
But yeah, the the uh, market guys, everything is a okay. You guys don't have to worry. Guys, they've been saying that the economy is strong, that their economy is is really uh growing, that we're making strides, and um, it just keeps becoming more apparent that our economy is actually garbage. It's actually a piece of trash. <laughs> It's like someone's not telling the truth or something. Uh, yeah, it sounds like. Wow. Sounds like they're lying to us. Oh wow. Gosh. Like, we've been saying that for months now. That all they do is just lie straight to our face. So, Trey, how do you feel about that, bro? Do you oh. like being lied to? I love it, man. It's <laughs> me just, too, bro. It makes me feel bad, good inside. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the truth, I don't want to hear that stuff. No, it hurts. Yeah. Dude. It's hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's dangerous make, language. I'm yeah. cater to my feelings. And my truth. Make sure I'm okay. My truth is being lied to. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's my reality. Yeah. No, oh, bro, this is crazy. Like, I don't, like, I never thought a bank would, like, crash. Like, I never thought that was in the realm of possibilities. Well, you like, know what's crazy? It's not like, this lately. Is, yeah. This, this is, this is, a, this is like, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Out in, in, in the, in the 20s, like, literally 100 years ago, literally a century ago. Yeah, bro. We were starting to see the same pattern happening. Banks failing, running out of money. Fast forward 100 years from the 1920s. Here we are, here we are again. Yeah. The similar situation. Here's what's interesting about that, bro. So, 100 years ago, when it happened back then, and several times since then, you know who bailed him out? JP Morgan. Mm-hmm. All right. So, JP Morgan. JP. You know how rich that guy is? Yeah. Like, to be the guy who bails out the government, who's That's like, crazy. Who, the government owes you one? The government hates you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> trying to take advantage of you. So, for them to be like, yo, we owe you one, like, think about how dangerous that is. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. here we are again. And here's why we're here again, guys. Someone's getting rich off this. Someone's making some money off of this right now. Mm. Guarantee you. There are more wealth transfers that happen in in declines in economy than ever before. COVID, the pandemic, there was more wealth transfer that happened in those two years, in one year, in the six months, man. Yeah. That's happened over the last 10 years. I mean, it overshadows it like crazy, y'all, because someone gets rich off of misfortune. And that's why we're riddled with misfortunes every time. Every single time. The crap. Yeah, that's bro. crazy. Yeah, I just read that as of three hours ago. I was I I searched on my phone so I could be a little more up to date because I've been I've been keeping up with the Silicon Valley stuff a little bit. But uh-huh. um, as of three hours ago, it looks like their parent company filed for bankruptcy. So they're banked. They're banked. So Silicon Valley Bank's gone bankrupt. Yeah, dude. By the way, if you're watching this, you'd be watching this on a Saturday morning if you watch it as soon as the po- uh, episode comes out. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, this would be happening on Friday. Yep. Friday yep. morning. Um, Silicon Valley Bank. Crazy, collapsing, dude. completely collapsing. Yeah. Uh, despite Joe Biden saying that everything is a okay and that <laughs> he's going to take care of it, yeah, we take care of it all right. Y'all, y'all, y'all just be bankrupt and have absolutely no money, which uh, is crazy because people are like wondering, is this affecting my bank? Is this affecting how you know, like what's going to happen to my money? Don't right. worry. I watched a clip by Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey was explaining that Silicon Valley Bank was not. Your typical bank for 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 the mom normal, and dad, not yeah. your typical family. It's more of like a business yeah. institution yeah. based, yeah. right? It was a, lot, like a lot of it was startup companies. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Silicon Valley for so, you. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, multi million dollar accounts were in there. So, yeah, none of those are covered. They're way well over the two hundred fifty thousand <laughs> dollar yeah. mark that you're insured for. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. man, that's still crazy though, dude. Just to see that, like you said, happening now, mm-hmm. like. We're here. Here we are yeah. again. Like, so I, I always hear about like the 2008 stuff. Yeah, I was a little kid when that happens. So yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't, I still don't know what happened and all that stuff. Real estate so, market, yeah, dude. Yeah. 
But just seeing that's like what's happening now, it made me like kind of worry. I was like, do I need to go get all my money from my right. bank? Yeah. No, you don't. You yeah, don't. Don't. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. That's just that's uh that's a Silicon Valley's problem. It's <laughs> just it's it sucks to see you know like there's no consequences, man. Mm-hmm. Like these banks getting bailed out like this. It's just mm-hmm. a, it's a free pass. Like mm-hmm. and it's it's when you have companies like this that are so invested to by people in our government and politicians, it's like. They're safe, dude. They've got like a, they've got a pass to just like, ah, if you fail, it's okay. We'll bail you out because I'm making money off of you and I yeah. can't afford to lose that money. So here you go. Mm-hmm. I'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> the little guys. <laughs> oh. Trey, you got, you got something you pulled up? I'm seeing on your computer. Yeah, I'm just like, this is like a little graphic showing like what happened and. Oh, kind of. Yeah, the, yeah just a little explanation. Well, breakdown? Yeah. Break it down for us, sir. Breakdown. Okay, so when Silicon Valley Bank collapsed on Friday, it created the second largest bank failure in U.S. history. U.S. history, second. So, like, so like, just as bad or worse than some of them that happened in in the 1920s. Yeah. Yes. Essentially, what that is saying. Wow, that's kind of that's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, um, as the bank grew to the 16th largest in America, SVB entered. Invested their funds in long-term bonds when rates were near zero. Um, it may have been a good idea at the time, but when interest rates rose, these long-term bond prices fell, catering their investments. Um, on Wednesday, um, I don't know if this this past Wednesday or last Wednesday, it suffered um, one point eight billion after tax loss, and. Um, yeah. That's a lot of money. They're losing money. Pocket change. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing for them. <laughs> One oh, billion dollars, yeah. man. Over long term bonds. Yes. Well, and then right here it says the market reacted sharply and SVB lost over $160 billion <laughs> in value in 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> they lost yeah. $160 billion within 24 yes. hours. Holy crap! Where did that money go? Like, what happens to that? I don't I, know. Like, I still understand. Like, how does it, how does a bank collapse? Like, Dude. well, because they, they spent st- the money. Yeah, they're like, yeah. You know, they're they're like constantly investing in things too because they want to grow. Yeah, I mean, they're a business. You know what I mean? Like, we think of, we tend to think of banks as like for us, uh-huh. but really, we're the product. If something's free, which I know, obviously, there's transfer fees and there's fees you pay, but like, they're we're paying them to hold our money yeah. by allowing them to use our money. So they're taking our money and they're investing it in places. They're trying to get a return so they can profit. Okay. So when they make that investment and it just doesn't pay off, like they're like, uh, whoops. They're like, yeah, <laughs> where's uh, my money? You're <laughs> here. You're here to with. You're here to withdraw uh, your uh, uh, your million dollars that you have in here for your business. Yeah, about that. Um, it's actually gone now because and it's gone. <laughs> Because we yeah. made some stupid uh, decisions and stupid investments. Yeah. And speaking of stupid investments, also when you make stupid investments uh, for woke, you tend to go broke. So apparently Silicon Valley Bank was also uh, giving up to $70 million to uh, organizations like Black Lives Matter and Antifa. And uh, look where that got them. Feeling <laughs> them, man. Feeling yeah. them. Dang. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that it's the second worst one. Like it, yeah. it it's worse than some of it's worse than some bank failures that happened in the nineteen twenties, right. essentially. You figure we would learn from that mistake by now. 
obviously some people don't learn. Yeah. As you can as you can tell. Right. Um so yeah. I mean, it's just like it's crazy, dude. Like like you said, second largest in history, man. And yet, like there's light coverage on it. And and the, like there's coverage on it by like independent media outlets and stuff, but Nobody really is talking about it. They don't, they don't want to talk mm. about no, it because no. it just shows how how bad the state of our economy is. Yeah, I'm at the point now where I'm like, if it's on the news, it's probably not actually a big deal. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because if yeah. it's really a big deal, they're not going to talk about it. No, they're, they're not. Keep you in the dark. And and they're not going to talk about it. The 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 media is not going to talk about it as long as it as long as it goes against their narrative and right. it makes. It makes Joe Biden look bad and his administration look bad. The Democratic Party makes them look bad. Yeah. They're not want to talk about it because it just it's bad press for him. I was gonna I was gonna say, unless the president they don't like the president, then they're gonna bring up every oh, little thing yeah, that yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Now now yeah. if it's if it's the rules are reversed and it's a conservative uh president and you know, uh the Republican Party, if yeah. it's anything that oh yeah, they've done bad, oh yeah, they're gonna we're gonna blow it up for weeks and right. we're gonna talk about it. You know, every little thing, every, yeah. every, every single day, we're going to cover it for eight hours a day saying how bad these people are. Well, it's, they're doing it. They're blaming Trump for it. Yeah, <laughs> somehow, yeah. somehow Trump is blamed for the Silicon Valley bank failure. <laughs> Let me tell you something, guys. He's been out of office for two freaking years. You've had Joe Biden in office for two years. Not only has it been in office for two years, but for the first two years had the House and the Senate to his advantage. And still yeah. they managed to. Freaking destroy the yeah. freaking economy. We actually found out that Trump actually caused the 1920 crash too. So yeah, yeah, the, that's it's truth, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's also his fault. <laughs> yeah, and the extinction of dodo birds, Trump, Trump. those Trump. So <laughs> guys, believe the media. All right. Yeah. It's 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 not trying to craft a biased narrative, okay, and shape your opinion around it. It's not doing that. It's just telling unbiased truth. That's what it's there for. Okay, dodos dead. Trump. 2008 economy crash. Trump. Anything bad, literally, that you can think of? <laughs> Trump. Yeah. Your dad died? It's Trump's fault. <laughs> Trump's fault. That's uh, uh, that's the way of the Democratic Party that's, right that's now. That's their logic right now. Like, <laughs> Really, though? Yeah, that yes. is the logic of, of the woke. It's crazy, that's what, though. I'm like, dude, I don't care if you're a Democrat or you're a Republican. Be able to look at this stuff through the lens of a free thinker, man. Like, critically think. Don't Don't let it tell you. Like, I don't care if... You know what's the most dangerous thing in the world is right now? News that you agree with. Because you're you're tend you tend we as people tend to not even double check ourselves, right? Because it fits what we like. We're like, oh, that makes me feel good inside. Dude, do some research. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. Yeah. yeah like do some research. Man. If you're for it, research it. You might be being lied to. If you're against uh-huh. it, research it. Someone might be trying to just rile you up. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times that's what it is. Because if they can get you pissed off, guess what happens to your brain? You stop thinking correctly. And then you start making stupid decisions. You start attacking people. You start going after people. The tribalism happens. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, there it is. There's the division thereafter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a house divided can't stand, man. And so, like, whatever party you represent, whatever thing you represent, the more division you allow in your life, that's what's happening to cancel culture and woke culture right now. I guarantee you in 10 years, we're seeing the pendulum swing back this way. It's yeah. starting to happen. It is. And it, and it's the, the pendulum's been so far this way. But, yeah, but those people right now are continually dividing themselves. Over and over again until now, when they find one thing they can disagree on, they split. Yeah. Instead of being uh-huh. like, dang, you know what, Rudy Atreo, I totally agree with you on that thing. I disagree with you here, but there's yeah. a lot of things we agree on. So yeah. whatever we disagree on, that's that's whatever. I honestly yeah. think that there's we agree 
just the people in general. We like agree on more things than disagree. Absolutely, dude. Just, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, I really believe that. But internet, um, just Twitter and all social media is really just you know it paints like the perfect picture, dude. or you don't get the full story from anything. And it's designed it's to rile you up. All righty, guys. We had to uh, reset cameras, of course. Um, all right, so uh, we we talked about Silicon Valley Bank. A couple of the other things we want to talk, uh, touch on. I know we're leaning towards the woke culture and stuff. Well, let's get to it. As as on this show, guys, we we have said that our goal and message here is to uh, go after go after that culture, go against it, expose it, show people why it's it's a destructive culture. It's not good for society. All it does is just uh, it's just a whole load of wokeness. wokeness. What are you talking about? Wokeness doesn't exist. Shut your! <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there in just a second with the gaslighting, which the left is. Uh, the they are uh, masters at gaslighting, but we'll get to that and not existing. But uh, San Francisco, um, they're looking at passing a uh, reparations act type of thing that will um, essentially uh, gift um, any uh, black eligible black person that can prove that they were descendants of of uh, slaves uh reparations with 5 million dollar payouts 5 million you just become you could honestly live off of that for the rest of your life you if you're smart oh yeah oh yeah and you just you're given 5 million dollars to build a business or whatever invest it in somewhere and yeah. you could be well off for the rest of your life yeah 5 oh, million dollars a lot of money wow you're, what would you do for, with $5 million? Dude, $5 million? What I would do? Yeah. Oh, bro, I'd invest it. I'd be investing like oh, crazy. Yeah. I'd buy I'd buy both sets of my parents, like my in-laws and my parents, buy them both a home, mm-hmm. like a nice house, you know, maybe a car or two, pay off their bills, mm-hmm. like pay off their debt, and then I would just invest the crap out of the thing. Mm-hmm. Probably get myself like a house for my family, like yeah. a little upgrade. We live in a little house, so yeah. I, I wouldn't mind that a little bit. Little bit. Know, some a little, a little newer. Some, I would not buy like a huge mansion or something uh, like that, though. Uh-huh. The problem, I think, is is that most people don't know how to spend money. Actually, most people know too well how to spend money. Well, most yeah. people don't know how to spend money wisely. They don't know how to save exactly. Money. And yeah. so giving someone $5 million isn't the answer to like, I don't know. I don't know how I, where I stand on this one. I feel like it creates an, able, an enablement at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just handout, just government handouts, essentially. Well, like, what what's the message that we're spreading here? You know, I mean, like, yeah. we, we take down, and, and again, I, I'll say this before I say this. I I'm not black. I'm not ethnic, dude. I'm white. And so, like, there's a lot of things that I haven't... I don't know what people have had to deal with. I, I, can't, I can't walk a mile in your shoes, you know? Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like, if there were things that went against or that were hurtful to me in, in the past of my ancestors, you know, these things that have happened over the course of hundreds of years, whether bad or good, I'm here today, right? So, like, the tearing down of the statues, that kind of stuff. We're saying we want to get rid of these things. But we want to recognize these other things, and and pay, are we buying people off? Yeah, yeah. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, like we're, we're buying people out right now. Yeah, I'm that's, sorry. That's, that's here's a good way to put it. Here's five million dollars. Please yeah. don't talk about it anymore. Like, what's what's the message we're spreading here? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm all for reparations, and like, you know what I mean. People have been in a lot of pain, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, ho- hopefully, things are continuing to change in a direction where we're not so focused on like you know, someone's ethnicity and skin color in negative ways, right? Uh-huh. Like, I mean, recognize, be proud of your culture, no matter where yeah, you're from. Yeah. I think you should be proud, proud of your culture. Of it, yeah. But like, you know, to continue to say like, being racist is this thing 
and then we bring up race and every little thing to just use it as a divider. It's like, well, that seems to be pretty anti what we're going for. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. So I don't know. What do you guys think about yeah. it? Trail. Oh, I'm, I don't know, man. Like, first of all, like, where's this money coming from? That's like my initial That's thought. That's like, Who, who's paying for yeah. it? Uh, actually, yeah. Silicon Valley invested. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, guys, it's going to come from Silicon Valley Bank. This is, this is Silicon Valley Bank's going to pay for the reparations. <laughs> the official sponsors of apologizing. <laughs> this, this is their uh, the comeback campaign. <laughs> We're coming back. We'll pay all for all y'all's, you know, pain and suffering. Well, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Trust us and invest back into Just us. Invest into and we, small and we will yeah. all pull the money out of our buttholes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it can create problems like giving $5 million to somebody who like doesn't know how to spend money well. Yeah. It could like ruin their life. Oh, kill oh them. it'll yeah. kill them. Dude. Yeah. 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 It'll kill them. Like if they got any yep. addictions or yeah. anything mm-hmm. really. Yeah. I, mean, I, uh, I listened to a, a podcast the other day of, uh, with Logic, the rapper. And Logic, so Logic grew up like his dad was like 60 years old when he was born. And he was like a crack wow. addict. His mom was a prostitute. Like yeah. they literally met in a crack house. Yeah. And like he knocked her up and was like, oh crap, I guess I had a kid with you. Yeah. And like he talks about how like people will chastise him for like, did you not give money to your family? He's like, no, I have. They don't know how to spend it. Mm-hmm. Like if I give money to my family, they're going to they're gonna die mm-hmm. because they're going to OD on whatever they buy with that money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. You're giving $5 million to somebody who can't spend it? If you gave me $5 million 10 years ago, it would be gone right now. Yeah. Guarantee you. <laughs> like, I want to think I'd be smart enough to spend that wisely. Probably not. Yeah, I don't even think I'd be smart enough right now. Give, yeah. Give, I, I give $5 million to a meth addict and see where that gets you. Exactly, bro. The In the grave. Right. Yeah. People don't know how to spend money wisely, yeah, bro. I mean, I pray, obviously my prayer is like, hopefully this can help some people, you know? Mm -hmm. Like maybe someone gets out of the wrong neighborhood, Uh they're able to start over, they're able to invest in their family's future. I'm sure someone will, but statistically speaking, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Besides the $5 million. uh, But wait, there's more. There's Yeah, wait, there is more. So uh, this is uh, from an article that I found on DuckDuckGo. Um, USnews.com. Uh, payments of five million to every eligible black adult, the the elimination of personal debt and tax burdens, guaranteed wow. annual incomes of at least ninety seven thousand dollars for two hundred and fifty years, and homes in San Francisco for just one dollar a family. Wow, I mean that's incredible. That's like cool. you know, I I think that our tendency is to be like, I'll be the devil's advocate here. Like that, well, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. What the heck, dude? They just get this stuff for free and it's again obviously i have not walked in their family's shoes yeah i don't know what their family looked like 50 60 years ago but at the same time you know i want to be like dang that's great Mm -hmm. i hope it helps a lot of people yeah but again what do we what's the message we're saying by doing this it's like like you said like you're white you can't you know you really can't say much but atreo and i we're not white i'm not i don't have any any hint of white in me yes i have light skin color but i'm full-blown hispanic and uh, my family is from uh, the Jalisco area around those around those parts, and um, you know, people there tend to have lighter skin color. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. So Hispanic, but it's like I'm Hispanic. I'm like, there was there was times you know where my 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 ethnicity was treated like garbage in the mm-hmm. U.S. Yeah. Was my reparations? That's yeah. what I was thinking. Because if you're gonna keep one like. Okay, like the African American community, we're gonna mm-hmm. put these guys on a pedestal and, you know, pay them. Then it's gonna be like, okay, then why can't we do that for 
you know, the the Japanese Americans who were Bro. in our own country more recently Bro. than that. We bomb we yes. bombed the hell out Put of the country. Concentration just, camps. There you go. Not just that. Mm-hmm. I mean, here in America, like yeah. if you were a Japanese American in America in the nineteen forties, yeah. this is less than a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. we took you from your homes, we took you from your families, and we threw you in a concentration camp. Yeah. They worked on railroads in our area. Yeah. Like <laughs> they worked crazy. they built the railroads here. We uh-huh. had a community here that was based off of the railroads being built because in the 1940s, around that time, we took them all and we put them to work. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So like we're p- putting one, you know, these group of people in a pedestal, and then so we're just gonna ignore everything else we did. Like yeah, yeah. Like you either gotta yeah. raise everybody up or just or keep it at the same level. Native Americans, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I have Native American in me. If you want to talk about real equity, that's real equity. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the, the the equity you're trying to push is complete uh-huh. bullcrap. Yeah, I I mean we just we have such a disgusting history, you know what I mean? And like this country was built on the backs of oppressing people, dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I think every country probably was built on the backs of oppressing people. Oh, yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah. and and you know, so I'm not saying like we're worse. I'm not anti-American by any means. Um, I just think that there's got to be a way that we can do this better. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's not like the government's interested in not oppressing people anymore. Uh-huh. It's just that they want to cover up their sins in the past by being like, forget about it. Here's a bunch of money. Just for, just forget about it, please. Yeah. Please stop talking about it. They want to shut you up. Yeah. They're not doing it because they care about you. They're doing it because they want, they want you to yeah. be quiet. I feel like it's more insulting. Just like, yeah, you're, you're worth, this is about what you're worth. Here's yeah. this. Instead of like, Passing, you know, bills or whatever, you know, actually making real changes into the community. Right. Long term. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long term changes yeah. to help all of these families, bro. There it is. Yeah. That's it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like in here, here are the hearts of these guys. Right. Because it's easy. If you if you are on that side of things, like just listen, because it's easy to attack and be like, well, you're not black. You know, how dare you say this and say that. But like, it's not that they're they're against the help. It's that they're for a real long-term change instead of these short-term bursts, these little microwave changes of like, uh-huh. here's some money, shut up. Here's some money, shut up. Here's some money, shut yeah. up. And, and I think it's it goes down to to the the culture of the ethnicity. It goes in even deeper yeah. besides the whole slavery thing. Um, why do you think Chinese Americans and, um, you know, Indian, Indian Americans here in America are super wealthy? They're doing super well. Bro. In our country, it's because they're here with a purpose, and they're yeah. like, yeah, "I'm gonna come to this country, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, make a living for myself. I'm gonna go study, go become a doctor, become a lawyer, or whatever, dentist, or whatever, and yeah. whatever field, and they start making some money or put a business, or build a business. They're here with a purpose, and right. some people need to start finding their purpose, and not just, uh, you know, and I'm, and I'm not just trying to wrap that rat on, on on black Americans and say sure. that blacks just don't do that. They Hispanics yeah. too. You have yeah. you have lots of rough neighborhoods with with Hispanics that don't want to do anything with their life. Um unfortunately I've I've come to know that I have a family member that um he was born in the US and um he didn't he, he didn't want to do anything with his life in the US and he yeah. went back to he went back to Mexico. He just doesn't want to be here and I'm like, you know how many people would would kill to have your citizenship to come have right. a better life in America. Yeah, bro. yeah. But you decide not to. You yeah. decided you just want to be in Mexico for the rest of your life when you have citizenship to make a better life for right. yourself and your family. Yeah. And it's like there's there's people like that. They don't want to better themselves. Yeah. It's the culture of not wanting to better yourself. Yeah. That about sums it up, man. My father in law, um, he's a Hispanic American. I mean, like if you saw him, you'd be like, Yeah, that dude's 
he's like he's Mexican. Yeah, yeah. He, he is, bro. Like his mom is from Mexico, and like she's the sweetest lady, dude. Husband's dead. Other husband's dead. Like she raised like six or seven kids. I think all but three of them are dead. Like I mean, like she's gone through it, dude. And they've all had the same downtrodden life in Tucumcari, New Mexico. Mm. Like, and that place, that place, uh, it, it, no matter where you're from, like Route 66, most people have heard of Route 66. That was an old Route 66 town. Well, when when they built the interstate and I-40 went through there, <laughs> Tucumcari died. And so, mm. like, they grew up with a not very well-off life. I mean, single mom raising six kids. Like, you don't uh, make much money doing that. No, you and don't. all of his brothers and sisters are either there in Tucumcari, uh, dead, there in Tucumcari, I mean, just living in and out of prison, uh-huh. or they're him. And he, when he was 17, joined the military, went into the army, and changed his life. He yeah. wanted to change his family's life. He didn't want his kids to w- you know, wake up the same way he had to wake up every morning. And so, like you said, it's a purpose, right? No matter what your ethnicity is, no matter where you come from, you know, him and his brothers and sisters all had the same upbringing. They all lived in the same trailer. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't about the environment they were in. Now, the environment can take you out if you're willing to be a victim. Uh-huh. You know well, what I mean? Yep. And so if you're not willing to be a victim and you're, you're like, you know what? No, I'm going to do this. You can do it. Mm-hmm. The same blood that's in us is in you, man. Like, yeah. But the inside doesn't change very much from mm-hmm. color to color. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yep. so if you really want it, like you want it, you can go get it. But it's going to cost you something. But it's also going to cost you something to not do anything with your life. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So what cost do you want? You know what I mean? What sacrifices do you want to make? You can either sacrifice a lot here to make your family better, or you can sacrifice a lot and keep your family in in the rocks. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's all about that choice, man. It's all about that choice. Blind, blinded blinded by, the, by uh, their own reality or their own truth. They don't want to see through that. They just, you know, the, the culture that's been built by social media and the media of like, yeah. you know, the, the U.S. Is, is oppressive now. Granted, we have, we've made a lot of mistakes. Like you talked about. For sure. We, and the, the concentration camps that we had for Japanese Americans. All that's wrong. Yeah. And, and the whole having slaves back in the 1800s and all that. that all that is like wrong. Right. Like obviously, that, those are moments in our history where we're like, okay, we did that wrong. Mm-hmm. Now we're past it. It's over. Now how can yeah. we keep, you know, obviously let's teach that in history because obviously they want to erase that from history books. But no, we need to teach it. Say, this is... This is what happened. This was a mistake that that we made as a country. Uh, we were ignorant at the time, but now we're not as ignorant. We learned from it. Here's how we better from it. Right. So, but no, people are blinded by their own truth. Um, we're gonna move on on the subject of being blinded by your own truth. As uh, woke are, uh, there was a massive assault on Charlie Kirk event, um, and Charlie Kirk is. Uh, I listen to him quite a bit. He's. I've actually heard him speak. Couple times at our um, at our church, uh, Troy has a clip that he saved on Twitter. Um, there's an angry mob of uh, college liberals, as you as you can imagine. Oh, college liberals uh, protesting! You can only imagine how the protest went down. I, I I'm sure it was peaceful. Oh yeah, I'm sure they were just you know had picket signs and they were just saying what they needed to say. No, no, they did not. They had to bash the windows of the venue and throw rocks at it and uh, bash their way in there. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely peaceful. All right. It's, it's incredibly peaceful. sounds like a riot. <laughs> no, it's peaceful. <laughs> like protest. a good time. Riot? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that sounds like a hoot. <laughs> yeah, no, that, no, it's a peaceful protest for the rocks <laughs> that were thrown through the windows. 
<laughs> peaceful, peaceful protests. I think a trust trying to pull up the clip. Yeah, I, I didn't have it ready. Wow, oh, dude. I'm sorry. I didn't know you. I kind of, I kind of. I'm out of here. <laughs> I kind of just sprang it upon you. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, um, it's crazy. While Trey was pulling that up, um, I was mentioning that the left will call it a peaceful protest. They will say that the students were exercising their rights to uh, bear rocks. Yeah, to bear rocks and uh, just express their personal freedoms. Um, but uh, reverse the roles, and let's say that we had, let's say that they had a very liberal speaker uh, speaking at their college campus, and if you had a a mob of conservative students do the exact same thing, um, it would be seen as as a terrorist attack, and yeah. how, how dare they? And it was a oh, there was a massive assault on this event. Yeah, by uh by a terrorist organization, by uh, ultra white right wing. Uh, activists, white supremacists. The verbiage, man. The verbiage changes yeah. completely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're so sneaky with it. Just oh yeah. A little jab, boom, boom. Oh yeah. Because it mm-hmm. gets your subconscious starting to adjust to that. Like yeah. when you see verbiage over and over again, you start to associate it subconsciously instead of on the conscious. Uh-huh. And that's when it's like you find yourself it's all of a sudden you're biased towards something, and you're like, "How did this happen?" Yeah. You hear one thing like something negative, and then they associate it with this name. Yeah. So you're like. Oh, it must be them. Right. Them. Yeah. So you're associating this this name or this word with a negative context. Yep. Just... Without even wanting to listen yeah. anymore. Yeah. You don't even want to hear what they have to say. You're yeah. just like enraged. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. I found it. All right. So this is uh, Antifa doing a peaceful protest at this UC Davis. Here we go. <laughs> That's so peaceful, guys. Very peaceful. Those are very peaceful sounds, guys. Here's what I understand, right? Like, I I get, like, protests, protests change things. Protests are good, right? Like, the fact that we're allowed to have them here is great. Yeah. Here's what I don't get. These people are, their whole, their whole fuel, right? Their whole agenda is like, well, we want to put a stop to the hatred that, like, the right people like Charlie Kirk are, are brewing up in people. Like that, we think hatred's wrong. We want to stop the we want to stop the wrongness. We don't want there to be evil. These people are bad, and we want to be the good guys. And so we want to put a stop to that. But then, how do you put a stop to hate with more hate? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how is that like representing your agenda well? You know what I mean? And like, don't get me wrong, it's not just them that have been guilty of that. Like, Christians yeah. tried to yeah. kill people to save them. You know what I mean? The Crusades, yeah. like. There's a wrong way. We've yeah. all done it wrong, but like, you know, you just think we'd continue to learn and be like, okay, uh-huh. that's not the way we want to do it. And man, I'm there are so many people out there who are like, yeah, I'm not with those guys. You know what I mean? I I, I don't like Charlie Kirk or whatever, but I'm not with those guys. You know, yeah. those people exist, mm-hmm. but like, gosh, dang, dude, I, like, I think it's like that because it's easy. For it's, sure, it's easy to be emotional and get mad. Yeah, and just you know not have to think like think rationally about yeah. it. It's easy just. 
react. Yeah, it's way but, harder well, to control your emotions. Yeah. Way harder yeah. to control your emotions. Yeah. It's, Rudy, what's your take yeah. on it, dude? Uh, same take as always. I I don't I don't get it. It's so hypocrite. Like yeah, the hypocrisy is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, you guys are bashing Windows. Here's the thing. We talked about January 6th last week and how the the left is like, oh, it's a major assault on our democracy. They they budged, they just um, forced themselves into the Capitol building and they put all these politicians' lives in danger. Really? I mean, looking at this clip, you're saying that that right-wingers are the violent ones? Right. They're, they're the ones that incite violence, but yet you got a bunch of pissed-off college liberals that are breaking windows of a venue for legit forcing their entry yeah. into the venue into the venue uh to um only god knows what they were going to do in yeah. there you know yeah. imagine if charlie kirk didn't have security with him like what yeah. were what were they planning to do yeah. i'm sure i'm sure some of those people were planning to do some real physical oh, harm yeah. to people yeah. they there there are people on the left and the right yeah that that take things too far that are they know they don't want to there's no debate. It's it's simply it's simply we're gonna we're gonna duke it out. It's, yeah. What's what's gonna all happen. because just this person has an opinion that they don't. Yeah, yeah. they don't agree. Because you have a different yeah. opinion than I do. Uh, I feel like that I should I should put you to death because you have a different opinion than I do. Crazy man. We gotta we gotta teach. We gotta teach people better, dude. We gotta teach people how to use their emotions for them and not mm-hmm. against them. You know what I mean? And and it's it's bad enough. It all goes back to terrible parenting, terrible parenting yeah. and terrible parenting and the culture that we've created. This all goes, this is all part of woke culture. Yeah. We're all about, are are you, uh, that you, that your feelings aren't hurt, that, yeah. that, that your feelings are, that you feel good about yourself, that yeah. you feel happy. It's all about the individual person. Yeah. At the expense of anyone around you. Yeah. Bro, yeah. that's Satanism. Yeah. That's, that's, like, that's literally Satanism. It's like, Satanism is all about you Mm -hmm. it's it's the antichrist right like as if christians are supposed to be and we suck at it sometimes you know there's sucky people in every group you encounter there's going to be great christians and there's going to be terrible terrible christians there's going to be great people on the left and terrible people on the left the right whatever but if christ is supposed to be selflessness right which obviously christ is the epitome of that Satanism is literally the idea yeah. of you are the world. You are oneself is most important. You are God. You are God. Yeah, you are God. It's, it's autotheistic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's that you are God and whatever you do to anybody else, as long as your feelings are okay, as long as I feel good while I'm throwing rocks through a window to possibly harm another human being, hey, I'm on the right side of history here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what's, exactly. it's just like, oh yeah. my gosh. Most of these people don't even know what they're riding for though, man. Yeah, I know. Like yeah. anytime I've talked to, and I won't do this to strangers on the internet because that's retarded, but I've had friends on Twitter that like, they'll agree with something just outlandish. And I'm like, w- they're like pissed off and they're talking about how mad they are. And I'm like, what do they do? Mm-hmm. They can't answer me because <laughs> they don't actually know why they're mad. Yeah. They just want to agree with the hive mind. Yeah. And it all comes back to critical thinking, man. Uh-huh. Just think for yourself. Mm-hmm. But people are yeah. so afraid of being cast out because of that right there. Mm-hmm. Look what they want to do to people that think differently to them. Yeah. Well, yeah. what's funny is the advertisement to like to get people to show up was yeah. was uh was like let's fight fascism. So like they put up like a let's poster. Let's fight. Yeah, what yeah. literally. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by fight? Yeah. So they put up a poster like it was like like just a uh, um, like a graphic, and it was like saying, you know, bring, come help us protest this, this harmful, um, 
whatever speaker. <laughs> it was like bring bring water, bring friends. It was like telling them like wear black and all this stuff. Like it was like a they're promoting like come let's have a barbecue, but like let's go protest <laughs> yeah. and fight fascism. I didn't I didn't know they had a freaking ad for it. Yeah, they did. Oh this, my god, this dude made a whole like graphic, organized and, it. Yeah, dang. It's, How was the barbecue though? Yeah, no, I made That's that part. I, of it. Oh, okay. I'm like, yo, I would have been there too. They, they're promoting it like you know, like you see flyers on like yeah. campuses and stuff. Yeah, like, hey, they promote it as a campus event. Dang, that's wild. Uh-huh. That's crazy, dude. And I mean, it's not like the Civic Center is freaking Charlie Kirk's. Like you're damaging your own local building. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you're like, like yeah. really? Yeah. Think yeah. about it. Use your brain, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's you're a- in college. Be smarter. Yeah, that's that's exactly what's uh, what's happening. And then. The, they'll come out and say, you know, wokeness is not a, doesn't exist. It's not real. You're just, you're just making it up. And I'm like, no, it, it exists. We talked about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then, and then, and the definition of woke and, and what it means and how it's infiltrated, you know, the call, the culture, the culture has infiltrated our institutions. Like, yeah. Like anybody has a brain inside their skull can tell how the institutions have been taken over. Oh just, yeah, dude. Just start looking at, start looking at things like Disney. Dude. And, and mm-hmm. not even just like. Hollywood institution, entertainment industries, but like our scholarships, you know what I mean? The scholarly industry, like education, Mm -hmm. teachers, bro, professors in colleges. Like if you disagree with any of that stuff, dude, it's gotten to the point where you will lose your job, your livelihood, the ability to take care of your family, not because you are bad at your job, but because of an opinion that has nothing to do with your job. You will lose the ability to take care of your family. They will boot you onto the street, and they will not only do that; they'll drag your name through the mud so much so that you will have no longer have the ability to get a job in the career field that you have poured your life into, all because you disagree with something so small, dude. That's yes. what's crazy. It's yeah. happening at our most elite and prestigious yeah. schools. Yeah, it's just at the top, scary. Dude. Yeah, the people that are supposed to be in charge of all these huge things next. Mm-hmm. This is what they're learning. This is how they're yeah. learning to treat people right here. Mm-hmm. People aren't even being seen as human beings anymore. Well, well, check this out. This just happened this week. Yeah. It happened at Stanford, the most elite law school, one of the most elite law yeah. schools in this country. They invited this judge to come and speak for them. They had like, uh, like they have like an organization that brings in judges and stuff. So they... They brought this dude in. I think my theory is that they brought him in knowing that they disagree on some of his rulings and stuff to like kind of like ambush him. And like Light him up. They weren't letting him speak. Like there's a video where he's talking and they're just berating him, heckling. And um, so he's like, what, what's going on? Like he can't even speak. So he asked like an administrator to come in and kind of like try to calm them down. Yeah. <laughs> but this administrator... She comes in. It looks like she has like a script or like a speech she has ready. Yeah. And she starts condemning the judge too. Oh my gosh. And so she's like going on this whole spiel. And um, so like she finishes and and then this, it looks like the leader of like the group of the class like stands up. She says, um, like the, so she says, let's protest this by walking out. So it was like, she said, if you want to protest and walk out, you can. Um, if not, let's keep the heckling down to hear his 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 like questions. <laughs> so all these students start walking out, just one after another, one after another, and he doesn't even get the chance to speak. So the point of that, right, the whole time tells me that they're not actually interested. Those particular people were never actually interested 
in hearing the other side and gaining an understanding, they were just there to, to like fluff themselves up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, that's the danger. Like yeah. if there's one thing I think that we could just be so much better at is when you have a conversation with somebody, your goal shouldn't be to win or one up the conversation. Your goal should be to understand another mm-hmm. person. There's people that I follow on Twitter that I completely disagree with probably 90% of the time, but I want to be exposed to their opinion Yeah, because I want to be able to critically think about mm-hmm. why I believe the things I believe and why I disbelieve, don't believe in the things I don't believe. Like, even if it's something obvious, like abortion, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I know I don't agree with abortion and mm-hmm. I know why I probably won't ever agree with abortion, mm-hmm. but I want to, I'm still interested in to hear what somebody who's pro-abortion has yeah. to say. Mm-hmm. I want to understand because I really don't think that most people are evil. Yeah. And I think we tend to, you know, we yeah. tend to think that most people are just evil outright. Good. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're going to move on to our next segment of the show. Uh, this is why we have our friend Taylor here, a.k.a. Buff Jesus. <laughs> Taylor, go ahead and tell us a little more about yourself. You do. Yeah, you're you're a big gym guy. You're super jacked. And then you recently started doing uh, voiceover stuff. That's right, Rudy. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Take us into your world, would you well, please? Well, all righty. Uh, yeah, dude. So I love the gym. I'm a big advocate for health, mental health, physical health, spiritual health. I think it's a, I think it's a trifecta, right? Mm-hmm. I think those three things combined, like that's what really unlocks so much for people. Um, but honestly, yeah, this it's gonna sound super shallow, right? I don't have some like deep, lamented reason for hopping into the gym or anything like that. I've just always been small, and like I was like, dang, I'm tired of being little. Like I just want to be yoked, man. Like yeah. I just want to get jacked. Because I, I, I just want to feel good about myself. It's all like a confidence thing. You know what I mean? I wasn't very confident. I grew up with a lot of like self-confidence issues. And like to the point where it caused actual mental disorders and things like that in my body. And like so anyways, um, I've been pretty into the gym off and on for a long time. Uh, but it wasn't until April of 2020. So almost or maybe it was 2021. Yeah, 2021, April 2021 is when I just decided, I was like, okay, instead of just going to the gym to just go, I would usually just go for like a few months and then you start to feel good about yourself. So you stop, right? Success is the greatest killer of success. And so uh, what I did is I told myself, okay, I'm, I'm going to give myself 10 months and I'm going to gain 20 pounds. So I was weighing about 162. I want to weigh 182 pounds. I'm like 5'9". So like that's not, that's pretty hefty for like someone my size. I don't have a huge bone structure again i've been small i was a little guy you know what i mean so um i decided i'm gonna set a plan to it i'm gonna start eating what i need to eat get a certain amount of calories in and i'm gonna go for it um excuse me uh in august of 2021 i started going six days a week so i uh i hit the gym six times a week legs push pull legs push pull i change up my program pretty regularly i think that's smart to do for your body changes things up uh, but my biggest thing is I started getting on my diet. You know what I mean? Started eating mm-hmm. right, tracking my macros. Track your macros. Don't be lazy. Protein, <laughs> carbs, fats. It'll change your life. I promise. Um, and eventually, like, started to just look better, I guess. I still don't see myself. Like, I look in the mirror and I still see, like, the little guy I've always been. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I really do. It's hard for me to be like, it's not until I'm around new people and they're like, Oh, you got muscles, bro. And I'm like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> like, bro, I just like, I see it. Like, we've been friends for probably 
years, three, four years now. Yeah. And even when I first met you, like it was, yeah. it was the, the pre Jim Taylor and <laughs> <laughs> the pre Jim Taylor. And then I just, your transformation just started becoming a parent. I was like, dang. And it inspired me. Yeah. Obviously not enough to the point where I started making changes in my life, which I need to, but <laughs> it's still there. Every time yeah. I see Taylor, like I'm like, dang, He's, he he really like he he is a uh, walking example. Now, obviously, you know he was he went from from scrawny to being to being jacked, and then you know my situation is a little different. You know, being being a uh, overweight and stuff and out of shape, but still, it's it's the same. It's the it's the concept of discipline that I've seen in you that yeah. you took it upon yourself. I'm going to make myself better, and you kept going. You yeah. kept going with it. And I know there's a lot of people who struggle. Like they won't see any like they want to see results. We live in a microwave generation. Yes. We want to see things now, myself included. I'm like, dang, if it was, just, if it was just, uh, if it was as, as easy to lose weight as it is to gain weight, yeah, it would be awesome. So everybody what do you have to be skinny? Yeah, and everybody <laughs> like everyone like would be skinny. What do you have to say to those people that like they struggle with being disciplined and yeah. just they don't see results and then they get discouraged. People that become discouraged are not seeing results. Yeah. So, um. You know, like you said, you mentioned the discipline thing in general, like there's no shortcut. And the sooner you wrap your mind around that, that there is no shortcut. The only way to get what you want in this life is hard work. Now, the great thing about that and what I want to encourage people in is that the hard work leads to some really fun stuff, right? Like you work hard and you play hard kind of thing. And so, you know, the hard work I put into the gym six days a week for years now is that I get to look at myself naked in the mirror and be like, what's up, dude? <laughs> what's up? You know, I, I, I've always wanted to be the person that like, I don't know if you guys did this, but I was a dork, right? I'm a huge nerd. I, I, I've always been a huge nerd. I've always been to super nerdy things, but I remember being like 12 years old and looking in the mirror and trying to like picture what I wanted to look like when I was like 30 <laughs> be like, I bet I'm going to look like this. I want to have like cool hair and muscles and like, I want to just be cool. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I used to do that. And so like my goal is like now when I look at something in the mirror, I'm like, would my 12 year old self look at me and be like, Dang, I'm cool. Like, yeah. awesome. I'm proud of me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what I want to do. Um, and you know, now I'm a, I'm a father of two. I have two boys at home. I've got a two-year-old and a th- like a four-week-old. He's a month old today, actually. Um, wow, that's crazy. This month has been insane. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I, I have two boys, and you know, I want them to look at their dad and be like, I want to be like that. I want to be like my dad. I want to look at my dad and be like dang, my dad can beat up your dad for real. Like, <laughs> so I want, I want him to win that yeah. argument. But, you know, for those of you who are discouraged out there and you feel like, man, I've just tried and I've tried and i tried, I just can't do it, try again. You know what I mean? Because the only time, to, even the righteous man, oh, smacking my microphone, the righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. And so the difference between you making this happen and never making it happen is getting back up and trying it again. No matter how many times you failed, no matter how many times you feel like you just lost it, if unless you stop, you haven't lost it. You might have taken three months off from the gym, but if you go back today, you're back in. They say the best day to plant a tree was 10 years ago. The second best day to plant a tree is today. So don't, you know what I mean? Don't wait another 10 years before you start planting. Like start planting today. Because the sooner you start planning, the sooner you just say, F it. I'm just going to start. I don't. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't even have to be good. I'm just going to do it. That's the day you start sowing, right? Start sowing out that seed. 
And eventually, you're going to reap it. And if you start today, it's going to be a day sooner than you would if you started tomorrow. So just keep going. Like you said, I wish it was just it was as easy to lose weight or gain weight as it is to the other. <laughs> and the reality is that it doesn't take you. You dieting for one day isn't going to change your body. You dieting for a month is barely going to change your body. Just like you eating crappy for one day isn't going to change your body. And you eating crappy for a month is barely going to change your body. So it, you didn't get to where you are, whatever you look like today, you didn't get there by doing bad, making bad choices for one day. You know, no one purposely makes a bad choice to F up their life, you know, and I'm not saying that your life is effed up by not being what you want to look like. It's not. You're probably fine. But the, the more bad decisions you make over and over again, like it's compounding bad decisions that lead to terrible consequences, right? Not one. You know what I mean? No one just decides to make a bad decision. It's a string of things that set that up. And so eating bad, you know, like dig in. Why do you eat bad? Like find out. Find out why you're eating poorly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's probably a psychological reason there. Like, honestly, you know, so like dig into yourself. Be aware of your habits of when you're eating bad. Like analyze yourself and really take a look at who you are and figure out why you can't start up, why you can't do this. Because there's probably a good reason. You're probably not broken like you think you are. You know what I mean? Like you're probably fine. You just need a little discipline. And discipline's hard. There's no way to get it. But if you get discipline, Guys, everything else will, will just fall into place, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that's one thing I've really come to the realization of over the last couple years. Um, and, you know, hitting 30, I, I turned 30 years, I'll be 31 at the end of this month. And this year has taught me so much about discipline and my awareness of myself, knowing who I am. And I think that if us as a culture, we would be more inclined to take a look on the inside of ourselves rather than analyze other people, we'd all be in a different place right now. You know what I mean? Because if you analyze yourself, you're realizing, why am I treating people this way? Why do I feel this way about this subject? I'm, I get heated. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my gosh, why, why am I heated? It's probably not because something's wrong or I'm evil or something like that. It's probably because I have a passion about something, but you need to figure out a healthy way to talk about that passion. You know what I mean? And to discuss people who, with people who might be against that passion, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the gym's taking discipline, man. It's, it's taking just, just taking a lot of discipline. And honestly, I think the coolest part about that is it's soaked into every area of my life, like the VO stuff. So in, in October, I started a voiceover business. It's something I, guys, God's put that on my heart for decades. Yeah. I mean, 20 years. I wanted to be a voice actor when I was a kid. Uh-huh. All I would do is watch cartoons and try to copy their voices. Like I used to watch Ed, Ed and Eddie and just like try to talk like Ed all the time. I thought <laughs> it was the coolest thing. And That's then I awesome. hit puberty. And I remember when I hit puberty, like... My voice would crack and I couldn't do Ed anymore and it broke my little heart, dude. I was like, no. (laughs) But I I like to do impressions, right? That's how it started. I'd watch Family Guy and try to do Peter Griffin. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Lois. Hey. That's pretty good. I would like, that's that's what I do. Or like, I I remember being around, like, I had this friend and his older brother, all their friends, we'd all play D&D together when I was like 13. They're the coolest, right? Because they're older than me. Uh They're like in high school. I'm junior high. I'm like, huh. But I used to do a Chris from Family Guy impression, and they would like love it. And so like they started to like phase out my friend and his brother, and brought me in, <laughs> and I would hang out with them by ourselves. Oh and I was God. like, oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> so like I've always loved to use my voice. Um, I've always felt a calling on my life to use my voice, um, and not just to entertain people. I think that that's probably the vehicle, but to really make a difference in people's lives. You know what I mean? I want to inspire people. 
know what I mean? Like with the way I handle my body, with the way I handle my mind, with the way I handle everything that I do, like I want to be an inspiration. I want to help people because I think that we've caught so far off in this world of the important stuff, right? And the important thing isn't money. It's not where you're going to live. It's not any, it's not any of that stuff. The important thing in life is people. People are the currency, guys. Like the more you value people, the more you'll see the right things happening in your life adding up and you don't even have to worry about it. Because if you put people first, all of a sudden, that's what you're going to reap, right? Like, I believe you reap what you sow. And so if you sow seeds of helping people, of being generous, of being kind, of being disciplined, then you're going to reap those rewards. If you sow seeds of being a douchebag and you are putting profits over people and you're making decisions at the detriment of others, it's only a matter of time before it's going to come back to bite you in the butt. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You get Silicon Valley and you lost $160 billion mm. <laughs> <You know what laughs> 24 in 24 hours. So yeah, yeah I, I think that, um, I just think you got to keep it about the people, man. And, and anyways, but for, for voice acting, I, uh, I felt a calling to do that for so long and I just, I wouldn't do it. And we talked about this earlier, but I, I just wouldn't start. I was like, oh, I, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta get this mic first. Uh, I gotta get, I gotta do this first. Well, I gotta have the time to do this first. Maybe when I'm done doing this thing, I can make the time to do this now. And I let the, I let perfect be the enemy of good. I still do that. I still struggle with that. Like there's things I want to do still that I'm like, just sit in front of a camera and do it, man. Yeah. Like, and I just haven't, I'm like, ah, anyways. Uh, but I finally started, had kind of a fire lit under me and was really motivated. Um, last October, um, we had come off a big conference at our church. And one thing that this guy's name is pastor Luke Barnett said, is he talked about, and he, he leads a uh, multi-campus, big old church, tons of people. Um, he talked about how he let his dream die and how he got convicted one day he was praying. And God was like, dude, I like, I gave that dream to you. Like that's, that, that wasn't just your thing. Like, why do you think you were thinking about that? It's cause I, I made you that way. Um, and I've always had a dream in my heart that I want to impact millions of people like for Jesus, right? Like I want to get people saved. I'm a pastor um, right now, at least as, as of when I'm saying this, I am, yeah. um, I don't think I will be for a long, long time. Uh, and not cause I'm against church or anything like that. I just feel like VO stuff is probably where I'm headed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wouldn't do it. And I pray this every day, guys, I promise you, I pray this all the time. Like, Lord, if this is for me, if I'm being selfish right now, kill it. Mm-hmm. kill it because like I don't want to neglect where I'm at right now as a pastor and, and the people that you've put me in charge over for something selfish if it's yeah. just going to be for selfishness I don't want to do it mm-hmm. because ultimately as long as I'm aligned in his will then I'm okay with whatever's going on wherever you want to put me hey whatever if it's God's will even if I don't want to do it yeah. <laughs> there's some days I don't want to do this yeah. um, I'm going to do it man but uh, I finally just started and God made it pretty apparent very quickly that it's what he wants me to do. Um, if you're in any kind of freelancing industry, you probably know it can take months to get your first client. And I, I made my demos and the next day got a job invite that I nailed, got my first client, my first audition. And from there, it allowed me to grow my portfolio. Other people noticed my work. And so now I have about 10 or so steady clients um, that give me work every week. And I've been able to make some pretty decent money off of it. Uh, which is all being reinvested right now. Yeah. But uh, God's been increasingly faithful, man. And he's shown me that like, this is what he wants me to do. And so my belief right now, you know, a lot of you guys, you you guys are hearing this in its infantile stages, I believe, dude. And so, yeah. I mean, I think in five sure. years, bro, like Ooh. 
dude, I, honestly, that's awesome. I say that with humility, man. I yeah. really do. Like, that's awesome. I think God's going to use it to open some doors into some big industries. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure. Because we talk about how crappy people at the top are, you know, in mm-hmm. Hollywood and all these things. And like, I want to believe I can make a difference if those doors are open, you know, God yeah. will it. And so, yeah, it's that's pretty awesome. crazy, man. But it's taking yeah. a lot of discipline, dude. You know, it all comes back to that. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll stop rambling in a second. But um, I, if I didn't start discipline in the gym, I don't think I'd have the discipline to do the VO stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because it makes sense. Yeah, because now like I'm a father, I work a full time job, and I start a business. So it's like, and I take care of myself. I go to the gym all the time, right? So like every day I wake up and I go to the gym, I go to work all day, I come home, I spend a few hours with my family, with my boys before they go to bed. I start to be really intentional about my time with my kids because I I didn't really get that growing up. Um, and then once they go to bed, that was my time to like chill. And mm-hmm. now my chill time is hit the studio and work till, you know, four hours till one o'clock in the morning to get some VOs mm-hmm. done, you know? And it's not easy. Cause it's like, yeah. then you go to bed and you're tired and you wake up, you got to go to the gym in six hours. You're like, okay, uh-huh. here we go. But I see it as an investment of my time. You know what I mean? Like right now I'm putting in more time where I'm not spending as much time doing some things I might like to do. I love to play video games. I have no freaking time to play video games anymore. Uh And it sucks. Like there's people I connect with only through video games, like friends that have moved away. And I'm like, man, I haven't played video games with like some of the homies in in months, dude. Mm -hmm. But I know that if I invest my time now, then later I'm going to have more time with my family. You know what I mean? Cause I'm not doing this for the money. I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm doing it. Cause I believe God's going to use it. But the second reason is, isn't even for the money. I don't want to do it to get rich, yeah. which is why most people start a business, right? Uh-huh. Make some money. Makes sense. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to do this cause I want to make time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I think that the, the fallacy is that if you just grind, 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 and you put in the hours and you put in the work and you're 80 years old and you're a billionaire and you're satisfied and you're alone and no one's around you and your family doesn't know who you are anymore and you die alone by yourself, but you're a billionaire. That's the life we got to strive for. And it's like, yeah, I don't think so, man. Yeah, I want to make time, not money. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I want to make more time where I can live comfortably working less so I can spend more time with my family, more time with friends, more times doing things that I feel like God made me to do and not just work till I die. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. and some people, I'm not, I'm not ragging on people who do that because there are people who, you know, they, their whole drive and their ambition is like, they just want to work for a company, retire. That's what they want to do. Yep. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Nine to five for, for 40 years. Straight. Yeah. Yeah. And that's some people, man. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I believe that God has fixed our brains to be a certain way. You know what I mean? He's built us all up with experiences we've been around. And so I know like you guys, you're probably similar to me and like, that ain't the move. Like, I can't do it. Like, I'd rather just die right now. That sounds morbid, but like, I would. Yeah. If that's my life, is just working a nine to five to make someone else rich for the rest of my life, just kill me now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because that's what most of us do. We spend so much time at work working for someone else, away from our families. And before we know it, life is gone. And we're yeah. like, oh my gosh, what did I do? Like, you only get one shot, man. YOLO! YOLO. <laughs> and, and that's it. You get one shot. And so one of the smartest things I can do is surround myself with people who are also like-minded in the sense that they have a drive to go do something. They want to, they want to go make it yeah. for the, not, and not for selfish reasons, but they, they want to, 
there's just something inside of them that eats away when they think about working that job forever and not doing this thing that like God has put inside of them. Like, dude, go do something. I made you to do this. Like, don't feel like, and and don't let people shame you into thinking that that's wrong. Cause the people who are on that other side of the fence who are like, there's nothing wrong with working a nine to five for 40 years. I agree with you, but don't come at me just cause I'm different. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Don't come at mm-hmm. me just cause we, we disagree on that. You're cool with that. I think you're crazy. You think I'm crazy cause mm-hmm. I'm willing to take this risk. I think you're crazy for taking the risk of working the rest of your life to the bones to barely see your family. That's crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. What's That's not wild. crazy is putting time into my own self, investing into my family and investing into what I feel like is a beautiful future that God's called me to live out, to inspire people, to help people, to be generous. That's what's not crazy to me. You got to think about what you're crazy is, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's good stuff, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's great stuff. Like you, I like that. I have a question. Um, You touched on it a little bit, but I want them to know, like, and for me and maybe for the people out there, like, yeah. Um, what, like, once you, like, started going, because it's hard to start, yeah, as you said. Yeah, part. Yeah, and, like, you mentioned how at that conference it lit a fire under you. Yeah. But also before that, when you were, like, going, you were, at that time, you were pretty consistent in the gym. Yeah. What, like, what, like, resources or what, like, drove you to, like, have the discipline and also yeah, also continue being disciplined when right. you're in the midst of it? Um, a big thing for me, just knowing my personality, was setting a long-term goal. Um, the big difference between my push now in the gym and I like off and on over the last probably since I got out of high school, I've like gone to the gym for a few months and then I'll stop and then I'll go and I'll stop. Excuse me. Um, but having a long term goal, that 10 month goal, all right, 20 pounds in 10 months, that like just did something for my brain to be like, okay, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. I gotta do this because I'm gotta I gotta hit my goal. And and it was a good goal for me, man. It wasn't like I think when you set a goal you hate, it makes it a little harder to like want to get after it, you know? But to me, it was a very enjoyable goal. I'm like, all right, let's get yoked, dude. Mm -hmm. Let's freaking do it. Eat a bunch of food. Like, (laughs) let's let's go. Um, And, you know, for the gym specifically, this isn't just a discipline thing, but for the gym thing specifically, just take some pre-workout, man. Take pre-workout, chug that mug, and then sit there. Go ahead. (laughs) Just stay at home, I dare you. Like, Uh. I made myself go to the gym. I, like, woke up, take my pre-workout, I'm like, well, I gotta go. Like, unless yeah. I want to sit here and like <gasps> scratch my face like a meth addict. Like. <laughs> bro, I had a one of my one of my roommates in college, bro. Yeah. Oh my god, he made me take pre workout one time as a joke, bro. <laughs> oh and, my. And then we had we had band rehearsal like yeah. the next like thirty minutes, so it kicked in. Bro, I was sitting there like. <sighs> Blast beats. Like, no, we're like sitting down. It was like it was like a we're playing a piece with like that like hardly had any percussion. So I was just sitting in the back and I'm like, <sighs> like, it's, it's, like a freaking it's nice attic, bro. So oh my gosh. Yeah, bro, you gotta do it. But awesome. honestly, this sounds so crazy, dude. But like I've thought about this a lot. I ponder on I'm like, what changed, right? Like what changed because I was lazy in high school, dude. I was lazy in school. And my mom, my mama said, my mom said, cause I'm real smart and they didn't move me up a grade. I was supposed to be moved up a grade, but then, uh, the teacher that I was supposed to be moved up a grade into, he molested somebody. And so <laughs> real talk, dude, oh, really? and got fired from the school, bro. This guy got caught molesting a bunch of girls, dude. Oh, Are you yeah, serious? I'm dead serious. 
Bro, I never, bro, you never told and, me. And the whole process got halted. And so they kept me in the same grade. Dang. But I always found myself bored in school, dude. I was really bored. Yeah. And so, like, I would ace all my tests. I just wouldn't turn in my homework because I was lazy, dude. And I was like, ah, what's the point, man? Anyways, not good. Turn in your homework. But um, in high school, I was still lazy. Like, and then I, I got into drugs and, like, all sorts of stuff that, like, really put me down the wrong path. And, like, like not just, like... Oh, I was just smoking a bunch of weed. Like I was like, I was doing drugs, y'all. Like mm-hmm. I was, it was not good. A bunch of opioids and pills and like. You're doing shrimps? Uh, no, not yet, not yet. Like towards the end, when I was coming up from the bad crowd, honestly, is when I did mushrooms. <laughs> and I, I, I'll say this. Okay, I'll say this. disclosure. Okay, I don't do mushrooms anymore. All right, I'm a pastor. But when I did mushrooms, I really enjoyed them, except for the last time I did mushrooms. I had a really bad trip and made some mistakes. I almost flooded my friend's upstairs apartment, like locked oh, myself no. in a bathroom. Like it was bad, y'all. It was really bad. Like, wow. dude, like if I didn't have friends around me, I was going to go jump over a moving car. Like I was, I wanted to, I remember dude, like standing out in the street and like waiting for a car to come so it could come at me and I could just jump over it because I felt like I was superhuman. I would have died for sure. Wow. For sure. For sure would have died. But, yeah. uh, no, I was doing a bunch of opioids and like pills and like just whatever I could get my hands on, honestly. I was yeah, smoking man. a lot of weed too, but um I think you can function like that a little better than just like being pilled out on a couch. Yeah. I can remember waking up with a cigarette in my mouth and like dragging <laughs> a cigarette and then like falling back asleep and it's like burning my friend's couch. Like it was terrible. But it was the people I was around, you know? Um and then I got pulled out of those people and and for some reason I thought like I'll just replace all these drugs with alcohol. I'm 17, like oh my God. I'm 17 years old, but me and my homie, his name was Jake. All right. His name is Jake. He's a cool, he's a cool kid. He's a little emo boy. Um, but he was like a little brother to me and his girlfriend, uh, her name is Mandy. And, uh, those two, like Mandy's mom, like she wanted to be the cool mom. And so we started going to hang out at their house at Mandy's house. Um, and we kind of got away from all these people that were like always wanting to do drugs and stuff. We would just drink, which still is not good for an undeveloped mind and stuff, yeah. you know, obviously. Um, but I replaced one vice with another, a better vice, admittedly. Like it definitely didn't mess me up the way drugs were. Like, um, but all that, like, there's a crazy story behind music. And like, I found this band called the Black Dahlia Murder, which is like a melodic death metal band. But that band led me to get saved again, like rededicate my life to Jesus, which made me want to live better and transform myself, all because of a band called the Black Dahlia Murder. They're the farthest thing from a Christian band. (laughs) I love them. They're one of my favorite bands, and they legitimately, like God used something like that to change my life. Um, But I came up out of that, but I was still lazy. You know what I mean? I went to college for a semester, dropped out, joined a band. It was rad. All right, Mm -hmm. loved it. Did some regional tours and stuff. Um, But... I remember in 2011 or 13, I think it was 2013, um, well, 11, I had an emulator on my, my computer. And so we were playing like Pokemon Soul Silver and Heart Gold. And like, that's how I spent my summer after oh, yeah. high school, like before I started college and stuff. I was like, this is rad, dude. Working uh-huh. a part time job at Hot Topic. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, and so we were doing that. Well, I found this game, uh, Twitch, Twitch TV. All you guys are probably too young. Twitch used to be called Justin.tv. It was the same thing. People would stream stuff, right? That's crazy. It's called Justin.tv. And I watched this guy play this game called I Want to Be the Bashi. All right? Now, I Want to Be the Bashi is a fan game of this game called I Want to Be the Guy, which is just a super unfair flash game where, like, say you 
you have it's like a platformer, right? Like a two D platformer. So like, say you go to jump up on this like ledge, you jump up on the ledge and it disappears. You fall in the spikes. And you oh, die. I've seen those. They made like they like made that stuff for like Super Mario. Yeah, yeah, Sonic. there's tons. Yeah, of so you redo it. Yeah. Okay, now you know that you can't jump on that platform, so you double jump to the next platform, and that one's safe. But then when you go a little bit further, another platform falls out of absolutely nowhere and kills you. It's so unfair. <laughs> uh-huh. It's trial and error, though, right? You yeah. learn. Okay, I gotta memorize what these things are coming. So, anyways, it's this game called I Want to Be the Boshi. Your little exclamation point sign, like, and you just run around and you can shoot and you can double jump. It's a little platformer and you go through all these different video game worlds like Kirby and Mario and Sonic and Street Fighter and Castlevania. It was so rad, but it was the most difficult game I've ever played, dude. And uh, I remember sitting at my friend Lance's house for the summer and we were like, dude, we got to beat this game. Like, it's freaking so hard, but (laughs) I want to beat it. Like, I want to be able to say I beat it. And so we would like trudge through. I'd play for hours a day. And finally, after like a week of playing nonstop, I finally beat that version of the game. It had since been updated with like five more levels, but I beat it. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, dude, I freaking beat it. And so then I'm on like this high, right? Of like, let's go play some more hard video games. <laughs> and at the time, gave a little game called Dark Souls, all right? Ooh. So Dark Souls, I'm hearing all this hype about this game. The tutorial's so hard, bro. Like, you can't even beat the tutorial. I'd return the game after I couldn't beat the tutorial. And uh, so I go to GameStop. My homie Charles works there. He's like, Taylor, if you can't beat this game and you want to return it, I got you. We'll give you a full refund. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Sounds good. I'm up for the challenge, I think, though, right? So I buy Dark Souls. I take it home, beat the tutorial. I'm like, these people are crazy. It's hard, but it's not like extreme yeah but uh over i mean i put that game down months at a time i'd pick it back up it didn't really get into it at first i didn't like it it it, i expected to be more high fantasy like i think that like the medieval time period or whatever is pretty cool yeah but it's got to have like dragons and stuff in there right and at Uh the time like the first area is really just a bunch of like undead soldiers yeah skeletons yeah much better so so it wasn't like high fantasy enough for me so it didn't grab me and then I got to like the first boss, the first like real boss, which is the Taurus demon. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. But he, he smacked me around a little bit, right? So I put the game down for like a couple weeks. And I finally like, okay, I'm going to pick it back up. Pick it back up. Because people kept asking me, right? Like my brother-in-law was there. He was like, did you beat it yet? Did you beat it yet? And so I have people like holding me accountable mm-hmm. to like, you said you were going to beat the game, dude. So I'm like, <laughs> dang it, you're right. <laughs> so anyways, long story short. I would get further into the game. It finally did hook me around. It's called the depths. There's this boss called the Gaping Dragon. It oh, I'm of, stuck on that one right bro. now. Bro, <laughs> remaster. Oh, it's so cool, bro. I got cursed. Yeah. Oh gosh, dude. Oh, By the basilisks. Yes, yeah. Dude. So that like going into that area was what really drove home the interconnectivity of the world. And I was like, holy cow, all this is connected. Because you pop out a back door in the depths and you're like back at Firelink basically. And I was mm-hmm. like. This is all literally connected. Like, this is this is cool. Yeah. So I go into the depths. I fight the Gaping Dragon, and I was like, all right. I like this game's sick. Remind me of the Shadow of the Colossus. And then you go into Blight Town from there. I'm like, I'm going further down? Are you kidding me? Like, I'm already in the sewer. Like, how much further down does it go? Yeah. It, it went further down. It, very much so. So <laughs> that's when I fell in love with the game. Still didn't beat it yet. Um, I, there was, There's a part in Anne Orlando where you have to dodge these big, like, these guys shoot lances at you, like great bows, mm-hmm. and it, oh, you're on like a tiny ledge. Piss me off, dude. <laughs> so finally, I finally beat that after months. And from there, it was like, boom, the last whole stretch of the game I beat. Yeah. Um, but I honestly can say 
that Dark Souls changed my whole life, dude. Yeah. Like, and like not just from like a real shallow perspective. I'm talking about like that that was the game that like taught me like doing difficult things is really fun and it's really rewarding. You know what I mean? And so pushing through that game, like literally it changed my mindset and how I viewed things in all areas of my life. Because that discipline from like, you know what? No, I'm going to stick it out because I can do this. It might be hard, but I can do this. Like doing something challenging, change, like the more you do it, your brain is so malleable, guys. Like your brain is so malleable. It's so easy to change because what your brain does is your brain's, your brain's smart, right? Your brain creates neurological pathways with the least resistance, okay? That's why it's so easy. People who complain a lot, if you're a complainer, listen to this. If you're a complainer, your brain creates a shortcut to complaining. So the more you complain, the more your brain wants to complain, and the harder it is to stop complaining, and nobody wants to be around that crap. So the, yeah. more, you, you, the more you practice and you exercise going against the natural flow of what your brain has created, you can re-path those neurological circuits to do something different. You know, So the more you... The more you have a, uh, I learned this because I struggle with obsessive compulsive disorder. The more that I resisted the thought of what I had to do in that moment, the easier it was for me to continue to resist those things and have control over my mind. And so Dark Souls just taught me, dude, that like being disciplined and doing something hard, pushing through the challenge of banging my head against the boss for two hours. Like when I finally (laughs) beat that boss and I was like, oh my God, I did it. Like, this is so cool. Like that was the greatest joy, man. And so from there, it was like when I go to the gym, I'm like, I'm I'm about to do something difficult because I want to push myself. I want to get the results at the end of that difficult thing. I want to put in the time of doing voiceovers until one o'clock in the morning and then getting up the next morning for church because I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be difficult. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to go push my skills in filming in script writing, creative writing, in being on camera, in doing all these things because I know the more difficult things I do, the more malleable my brain becomes and the better leader I'm going to be for people around me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, man, if you're out there and you're like, you just want to do things the easy way, like just stop. Like realize there's something better if you if you challenge yourself. They say to eat a frog in the morning. <laughs> and that sounds so funny, but like the point of it means do something hard in the morning. Like, just do something difficult right at the beginning. That's why I like to go to the gym in the morning when I first wake up because it sets a precedence for the rest of my day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The whole rest of the day, I'm like, I already did something difficult. Whatever this day is going to throw at me, let's go. We can do it. Yeah. Because I did something hard already. I went unga bunga for an hour and a half and lifted (laughs) weights that are too heavy for me. You know what I mean? And so just do something difficult. Like, difficult things make great results. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. That's just the bottom line. Yeah, dude. Amazing, man. That's, that's yeah. awesome. That's good. Yeah, I feel inspired. I, need, I feel inspired, too. I'm like, I'm going to go to the gym after this. I need to. Thank you, Dark Souls. <laughs> I do. I need to. Thank you, Miyazaki. Yeah. Miyazaki. Whenever yeah. you're big voiceover artist, say that Dark Souls oh, yeah, had, had a play in that. It did, bro. It did. <laughs> I wish, like, if I had, like, a, a, a like, wish list of things I want to voice in, one would definitely be a FromSoft game. Yeah, like, I want to do a character game. in a FromSoft game. And I want to do a character in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Like, so I haven't yeah. done any character voices yet. Like, act, I haven't. Had, I have no character acting gigs. Uh-huh. Most of my stuff is just voiceover work, like narrations. Uh, and so that's been fun too. I want to be on Animal Planet one day. I think that'd be oh, legit. That'd be cool. I think that'd be cool. 
Can I have you be like the Australian? Yeah. Dude? The Australian guy? Yeah. <laughs> That's a, so we do a character. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a kid's pastor. And so we have this thing called the L Kids Show. And so every once in a while I get to do different characters, which is funny because I used to do this crap in high school. And so like, God's turned around and used that to like actually do something cool. So my, uh, my counterpart is Pastor Tyler. All right. And so Tyler is definitely not Tyler. And he's an Australian guy, and he's going to teach people how to survive and fight snakes and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> I used to do a character named Eve Sterwin. Eve Sterwin. Yeah, Eve Sterwin. <laughs> and uh, he used to get his revenge on Stingrays, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Remember we used to like, used to like sing on stage, and you act like you're oh, your yeah. song. <laughs> oh yeah. From the front to the back, we're going to get ratty tonight, <laughs> bro. For the youth group. Welcome they were to like, Hillsong Church. He's got an accent. Oh my gosh. Welcome to Hillsong Church. Bro, I I love doing characters though. So like I want to get better at that stuff because the narration stuff's fun too. I got a nature channel I started doing stuff for. And so I get to talk about like all sorts of crazy. He does like brutal nature videos. Not like crazy brutal, but just like animals fighting each other. So it'll be like a goat fighting off like an eagle and stuff. Uh It's pretty crazy. It's like the 10 most brutal attacks on crocodiles. It's like, it's pretty cool, dude. Like, it's pretty cool. And like some of those animals, dude, like squirrels fighting back and stuff. Like, Uh (laughs) like squirrels just going ham on an eagle that's trying to rip it apart. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) bro, it's crazy, man. Like when animals are in the corner like that and they just go nuts. It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. That's that's wild. I watched a video the other day. Of a raccoon attacking a little girl outside, and I wanted oh. to pee myself. I almost got attacked by a raccoon one time, guys. Really? Raccoons terrify me. <laughs> I think they're terrifying. <laughs> Tell us about that. I was at church camp, bro. I was like 13 years old, dude. And the rumor was that under the tabernacle, right? It's a fancy word for church, okay? Under the tabernacle, there were dorms for like the older kids, right? The older teenagers. So I'm like, oh, cool, man. So we're chilling. We're getting ready to all like pack out and leave for the day. It's like the last day of camp. And, uh, I, uh, on the side of the tabernacle, it's up on a hill, right? Mm. Like beautiful church camp guys, like up by Riodoso, New Mexico, like beautiful forested area in mountains and stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyways, the tabernacle's up on a hill. So the back part of it drops off and it's like, a, it decks out, right? So there's a cinder block missing next to the dirt, like on the ground. And I'm just being bored, exploring, waiting for like, everybody to get their luggage together so we can all head out. Yeah. So we got some time to kill. Anyways, I look down underneath into the cinder block because I, I heard that there were dorms <laughs> underneath the church. So I'm like, oh, cool. There's people down here. And it looks like the back of someone's hair, right? So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, oh, no. hey, hey. And they don't answer me. So I, I, st- oh, stupid. What did I think was going to happen? <laughs> so I stick my hand in there and I tap on the back of their head and turns around, dude, this little oh. freaking raccoon's like, <laughs> and freaking goes nuts, dude. I'm like, oh, oh my man. god! I just start running off, man. Yo, oh, you woke up in the middle of a sleep, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> freaking raccoon. So since that day, dude, raccoons have just terrified me. <laughs> side note: This is a side note. This is also really funny. I remember I was there with my cousins, dude, and we're chilling, same spot, like right after this happened. I'm like, oh, the day yeah. can't get any worse than this, man. <laughs> There's this guy on this golf cart. He's like one of the head counselors of this place, dude. This is a this is a like kids and teenagers church camp, bro. And this guy's sitting in this golf cart, bro, like this. This. Like his legs are open, <laughs> and this man's balls are hanging straight out of his shorts. Really, bro. you could just use balls. Like physically? they're just chilling. I'm like, 
How oh do you not God. know, bro? Like, you are flashing your testicles to every child here. <laughs> do, you, do you not, like, feel like the air yeah. going through I'm, your ballsack, bro? That's what I'm bro? saying. Yeah. We're in the mountains. Like, there's got to be a cool breeze on those bad boys. Like, Maybe it's intentional. Yeah, he's just, like, airing them out. Like, hey, he's, all, he's, like, looking at all the, uh, all the little girls. Hey. Yeah. He's hey. Like, it's core, core memory, bro. Like, seeing this man's balls. I was like. What the heck, dude? Oh, no. In my head, they were, like, forever long, too. Like, they probably weren't, but... Yeah, church camp was dope, dude. It was, like, my first crush and stuff was there. Church camps are wild. It it was pretty Uh, sweet. They are very wild. A lot goes down at church camp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. What are you guys... What are your crazy church camp experiences? What's your craziest church camp experience? Uh, Yeah, you go first. This was... um, I think I was a counselor at this point. I had just graduated. I think I went as a, they they had me go as a counselor. Yeah. Um and one of our students got so he was he was he was bad. Like he he had some major behavioral <laughs> problems. Like he was like probably like 12 and I was 18. Yeah. And I was like, "Bro, I'm about to punch this kid so hard. I'm about to <laughs> knock him out." Um You're like I'm about to be 17 for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets all upset cuz we're telling we're like telling him to like stop or whatever. And, uh, well, he, like, runs off. And keep in mind, we're also in, in Rudoso. Yeah. And he just runs off, like, in, like into the woods. Oh, he just runs, like, no. runs off and, like, go, like tries to run, like, off the property. What? Well, keep in mind, I did not know that, like, the property is, like, like it has, like, an alarm. Like, they have, like, like a perimeter. Oh, dang. So somebody, like, crosses that perimeter, like, during certain hours. Their, like, like, neck collar goes off. Yeah. <laughs> like, blows up. No. Like, oh, the God. alarm goes off. So he, like, crosses the boundary and he hears, like, what happened? And you just see like all like the golf carts just storm the <laughs> entrance. <laughs> like, oh hey, gosh. get back over here. Get him. <laughs> Net guns. <laughs> yeah. Dang. That's that was, crazy. That was probably the craziest church camp experience. It was hilarious. Wow. And then some wow. of the other hilarious ones is just is it just seeing seeing the 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 one week one week relationships that started yes, at, a, that's at huge. church camp. Dude, I had that man. This is my first. I said my first crush. I was like ten, and this girl was thirteen. Older lady, right? I was like, oh, we we rode on the bus back together, dude. We were holding hands. I was like, I was like, there's no way. I thought she was playing a joke on me at first. She was like, she likes you, and I was like, no, she doesn't. And she was like, no, seriously. And so we held hands, bro. We held hands the whole time, man. I've wherever you are, you really messed up by not contacting me. Like we didn't have cell phones, but. This is what you missed out on. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> Sorry. Whatever your name was. That's awesome. Trail, what's your what's your craziest church camp experience? All right. So it was in the it was in the mountains. Yeah. Like, I guess it's just a They're big all gotta be in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, dude. Those are dope church camps. Yeah. So it I was uh I was still a student. It was what grade were we in? I think I was in junior high, like sixth grade maybe. Yeah. And um this y'all remember Shrek is love, Shrek is life. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so it was around it's that all, time. All good now. Yeah. So it was around that time. We were yeah, we were way too young to be watching that stuff. Oh, for first, sure. First of yeah. all, we've never so seen that. The whole trip up there, we were watching all of them because there was there was so many. The golden era yeah. of memeage. Right yeah. There. So yeah. we were watching all those, and then at that same time, it was around when Slenderman. Yeah. Was huge is big back in the day. Yeah, dude. So we're like. That was like the two main things that we we're my my friend group were talking about. <laughs> yeah, and my one of my friends specifically, I won't name him because it's it's funny, but he was terrified of Slenderman. Yeah, <laughs> so we're going and we're like going up into the woods, like a normal church camp. In, yeah. in the summer, so 
we get there, you know, everything's going well. And um, we were, I don't know why we're so obsessed with Slenderman, but <laughs> we're like in the forest, like it's night, we'll have service at night. Yeah. And like it's hot, it's like in the middle of the summer. So oh, yeah, they dude. leave the doors open. Yeah. So, and like we're sitting in service and like, where we're sitting, we have like a clear shot from the door. Yeah. And my friend, he like, I don't know what he was doing. He wasn't paying attention. Yeah. He was like, he, he t- taps me like on the leg. He's like, bro, I just saw Slenderman. I was like, shut up, whatever. I'm, pre- I'm paying attention. And he's he's freaking out. He's like, I saw him. He was, he was in the woods. Yeah. He was freaking out. So I was like, whatever. I like dismissed him. And then that, it was like the whole trip. He was just he's like scared, bro. He's like freaking. He's like tiptoeing everywhere. Some man's hallucinating. He's, like, all, he's all paranoid. He's all. Yes. <laughs> and then so I and then so it was fast forward. It was like the last night there. Yeah. I guess they do this. It's like a tradition. They they prank one of the dorms. There was like it was like it was a bunch of it was a big camp. There was a bunch of kids there. Yeah. So there's m- multiple cabins, right? And different like wings where you had bunk beds and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, so it's a tradition to prank at least one, one group of um, students. Yeah. And we happen to be, the, you were it, bro. Yeah, we're the unlucky ones. And I don't, I don't know where it started. What happened? It was the middle of the night, and I don't know who like told us who like alarmed us, but someone's like, look outside, there's something. It might have been my same that same friend. Yeah, he was just tripping, but like he was at the top bunk, and right out, like right above his bed was a window outside. Ooh. So he's he's like, I don't know if he woke me up or what, but he was like, I see something outside. There's there's like the Slenderman. He kept saying that, and I was like, whatever. So like, I don't know. We all look, and sure enough, there's like this this white figure, this white face, with like these glowing green eyes oh so at 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 one point the whole like our whole wing wakes up (laughs) we're all freaking out we're like we got kids crying (laughs) crying for their moms bro if i would have been like like a leader there i would have been i would have been laughing yeah Yeah. we're, we're all freaking out like i was scared too like I was like, oh, it's Slenderman. It's actually Slenderman. <laughs> like, it's game over. Like, the last night at camp, why? <laughs> we almost made it home. Yeah. So, like, I look, I peek over. I'm like, oh, and I go straight under, under my blankets. Like, that's going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. We're just freaking bro. out. And then I'm sure, like, they, they're, like, throwing rocks at our building or whatever. And <laughs> it's chaos. And then it starts coming to our building. And, like, it's coming. It enters the door. And sure enough, it's just some... Some students with like a mannequin head that, yeah. that stuck uh, glow sticks in the eyes. Yeah, they probably, they probably knew. They probably knew like, these kids are afraid of slender. There's somebody oh, yeah. in there that's yeah. terrified of Slenderman, so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna prepare a prank but for him. Snitched on us. So yeah, that was that was a big Dang. old prank. I, it was crazy, but that's hilarious. That's, yeah. hilarious. Like, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah, that is. That is. That's fantastic. Yeah. Did your friend pee himself? Uh, probably. Uh, yeah. Probably did. He's probably <laughs> Wait, about you. to. What do you do? You know, what do you, what do you like as, as a kid? Like, what do you think you can even do against something like that? You yeah, know what I mean? You're nothing. like, I'm going to die. Yeah. I think I genuinely thought we we're going to die. I was like, like, this is it. Like, yep. Yeah, nobody's surviving this. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> happening. We are out leagued yeah. against the Slender Man right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> ain't nobody got something against this. Like, yeah. that's funny. Shit in a bowl. Yeah. Start speaking in songs. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> pray that dude away, uh-huh. man. Yeah. <laughs> Cast him out. Uh, it's a it's it's a prayer test. 
It's always like, you know, yeah. like I, I look back and I'm like, man, my parents watched some really stupid movies around me as a kid. Like, you guys ever watched Tremors? Mm-mm. Dude. I haven't watched it. I know. <laughs> so, it. so there's this movie called Tremors. There's like eight movies called Tremors. But it was about these like big gigantic worms with like sharp teeth. Like they would eat people, right? Oh, okay. And they would like burrow through the ground and then they'd, like open up like. <laughs> so I have memories, dude. I would not walk down my hallway as a kid. Like if I had to go from the living room to the bathroom, I was running. <laughs> I did the same yeah. thing. I yeah. was I terrified. Me too. I, like if I was on the floor, I would just, I would be on like couches. Like I, my feet would not touch the floor in my house for a solid <laughs> six months, dude. Oh my god! If I was on the floor, bro, that gra- they're called graboids. That graboid was come up to the ground. He's <laughs> so that's terrifying. But at least I'm safe on the couch. Nah, dude. Tremors two comes out and they can walk now. They're like little freaking. Oh, Velociraptors no. and they're like, <laughs> and they can stack on each other to like reach high places. So I'm like, f this, bro. Like, <laughs> not cool. And my parents let me watch these, dude. And I'm looking back, like I've watched them as an adult, and they're they're funny. Like they're supposed to be like crappy B movies, right? Yeah. They're like comedies. Like yeah. they have jokes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how was I scared of this? Well, yeah. my imagination had blown it up so much. But I'm like, yo, why did my parents let me watch this? Uh-huh. Like I was terrified, bro. Like. I used to have nightmares all the time. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, my parents were not diligent. Like, yeah. I'm like, gosh, <laughs> I, dang. I, I had that same experience. Funny story. You remember the scary movie, scary movie movies? Yeah. Like the the parodies of all these other Scream movies. Scream and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Those, like, I, we weren't allowed to watch them, but like, um, I would like, ha- like see clips of it. Like, yeah. Because uh, I was scared of it, scary movie. Like, I, right. I, I'm, I'm doing nothing with that. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't, but, like, I'd be in the other room, and occasionally I'd have to come out to get a snack, and then I would, like, see clips of it, or, like, I'd, like walk by yeah. my hand. Yeah. But I guess I walked by this one scene. It was, I think it was Scary Movie 2, the making fun of Michael Jackson and, oh, yeah. the, and the signs. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I don't know why that scared me so much. It imprinted me, but... From there on, I was like terrified of Michael Jackson. Like that, bro. You, you sound person. like my wife right now. My wife is terrified no of Michael Jackson, yes. bro. Anytime, was... anytime I pull up, like white, well, it has to be white Michael Jackson. Yeah, bro, she is terrified. Bro, I, I have the Jackson. irrational fear Damn. of him. Like, I remember thinking when he when he is, died, because his nose or what? He's like his white face, his weird nose. I mean, he he's, he's weird looking. Yeah, and in nah, the movie yeah, they black Michael Jackson's beautiful. Yeah, he's oh, a beautiful man. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. he ch- white Michael Jackson. Yeah. On the other hand, by dysmorphia, bro. Yeah, it's a thing. I remember when he died. I was little. I was like, it's so bad. I was like, yes, I don't. And then <laughs> and then on top of that, he was like a child. Like my had, greatest fear is yeah, died. Yeah, <laughs> he had like the allegations of oh, yeah. touching children. I was a kid at the time. I was like. Uh-uh. He's coming for me. Yeah. He's coming back for <laughs> you. Coming for him too. In your yeah. dreams. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Dude, no. Michael yeah. Jackson, bro. Have you guys watched a South Park episode about Michael Jackson? Yeah. He showed me it. Blanket. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. That's what you need to show Carmen, dude. Yeah. Like, you show her. Yeah. Like, I do, I need to. <laughs> yeah. I know. Ah. You're ignorant. No, that's ignorant. Yeah. No. It's so good, dude. Oh my god. South Park, man. South Park had a new episode this last Wednesday about Chat GPT. Oh, really? Yeah. I need, to, I need to watch it. South Park stays so relevant. Oh, yeah. They're, like, they're great. They're really good at, like, the satirical humor. And, I mean, they here's the cool thing about comedy. Comedy is always in the forefront of controversy and what we want to say, but we're too scared to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, that's what comedy pushes boundaries, man, mm-hmm. in a really healthy way. And that's like, yeah. what's good about South Park nowadays. Like, they didn't 
old. Like, oh, we're not going to touch on these topics. Yeah. They I'm glad. No. Make fun yeah. of everything. Yeah, yeah. Family Guy did that. Family Guy was like, we're going to stop making gay jokes. Oh, and I was like. Stop folding, bro. Yo, yeah. as soon as you fold on one thing, now you got to be like. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, then it's like, okay, well, they're untouchable. Yeah. Well, if they're untouchable, why aren't why isn't this group untouchable? Yep. Because you hate them. Oh, do you, oh you hate Native Americans because you're making Native American jokes. Oh, you hate black people. You're making black jokes still. Mm-hmm. You just don't hate gays. Is that what it is? Yeah. Because it's like no. As soon as something's untouchable, you're telling me that that group of people you don't believe they can handle it anymore. It's yeah. actually, to me, it seems like a disrespect thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can handle people mocking things that I like because it's like. Eh, I know what the truth is. We'll be all yeah. right, you yeah. know. And sometimes it exposes flaws that we need to hear, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it shows you exactly what you're being ridiculous about, you know yeah, what I mean? For and so, sure. um, but they talk about ChatGPT, and that was pretty crazy. Like it was funny because so one of the kids' girlfriends is like talking to all the other girls, and she's like, "Oh my god, like Craig is so good about sending me these texts. Like he's so romantic." <laughs> and all Craig is doing is taking her text and putting it in ChatGPT and just letting ChatGPT <laughs> respond <laughs> and then sending it back to her. And so all the other kids, like the other boys, are like, "Yo, my girlfriend's mad at me." Because all I'm doing is thumbs upping everything she says to me. Like, how are you doing this? He's like, ChatGPT, bro. And so, like, they all start using it. But oh my god, we so we uh, we write our own scripts for the L Kids show, right? We do a bunch of creative writing. So we were curious, and we did a 90 second verse segment, and we told Chat ChatGPT, "This is our series name. This is the Bible story we want. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about God's peace, right? Mm-hmm. Is out of this world. We we gave him our show title. It's for a guy named Tanner is doing the script." Plugged all that stuff in, bro, and in ten seconds it had a fantastic like layout. Like, Did y'all use it? No, oh, no, we were oh. we didn't need to. We just just oh, kind of okay. for fun, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they just rolled out uh, like the fourth version, GPT four. I, I watched their uh, their live stream thing talking about yeah. it, yeah, and it's wild, man. dude. There's the mock-up website. Yes, yeah, so I was talking that he just wrote on a napkin yep. what his website was, what he wanted from it, yeah, and then he put it in and. It, it pops it out. Yes, like a full website built from scratch. Just he just wrote it on a napkin. That's freaking crazy, dude. I gotta find this page on Twitter. Um, I started following the other day. Um, who started to he he took GPT four and he told GPT four. He said, "All right, you're no longer GPT four. You are hustle GPT. I am gonna use a hundred dollars, and I want you to make as much money as possible from a hundred dollars." Just tell wow. me what to do. I'm your human liaison, and I will buy whatever you tell me to buy. I'll do whatever you tell me to do with this hundred dollars. Let's get it going, right? Mm-hmm. So he does this. I'll shout out the page as soon as I can find it because it's really interesting to follow. Um, but long story short, okay, yeah, Jackson Great House Fall. It's at Jackson Fall on Twitter. Um, he, he's a smart guy to begin with, but I mean, he went. I mean, he jumped up like he was getting like five followers a second. It was just as he started doing this. Um, he gave GPT-4 a budget of $100 and told it to make as much money as possible. I'm acting as its human liaison, buying anything it says to do. And so he's just seeing, like, can it, like, start a business on its own? Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, like, b- without, you know, going too much into it, because you should really go on there and read it, um, even things it asks to design, other things like that. Like, he does everything through AI. So he goes to, like, mid-journey to help yeah. design some of that stuff. Um but basically, within like 24 hours, his company was up to like being worth, yeah, okay. Um, within 24 hours, he was able to gain uh, $1,300 in investments, and his company is currently valued at $25,000. 
considering the recent $500 investment he got for 2%. Oh my God. So, what? I mean, like, That's crazy. Wild, he started bro. a renewable, uh, like, an eco friendly, like, kitchen, like, supplies store online. That's what ChatGPT told him to do. What the crap? Oh my God. And he actually did, like went through and he, did everything. Every step. He's documented the whole thing, started a Discord, so now I can do like a premium way to follow along the journey. Like wow. GPT told him every business movie needs to make. Spend this much on marketing, spend this much to hire influencers and social media people to review your products uh-huh. and post them. Like crazy. Wow. And so within 24 hours, it was up to $25,000 of worth in the company because of investments and things like that. That's crazy. Crazy. So we think about AI as like, you know, oh, AI is a great tool for us. And it's like, maybe we're a great tool for AI. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Reversing the roles a little bit. Uh Are you guys like scared of AI? I'm iffy. Like creative wise, it's, I was kind of worried when like they're doing the AI generated art. Yeah. But like, I feel like once that phases out, like once, because you know, there's going to be the, everybody's doing it. It's going to yeah. be super. It fads up. Exposed. Yeah. yeah. Comes but a fad. like say that blows up, that's like the standard. I think they'll still be going back to having the hand, human made, handmade, human touch. Art, artisanal yeah. touch. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm iffy. I'm more, I, I was scared of it at first, yeah. but I'm like understanding it more. I'm like, I need to, we need to use it as a tool like, right. to enhance our capabilities and yeah. our yeah. potential and stuff. So For sure. For sure. What do you think, Rudy? I don't know. I feel like it's useful and dangerous at the same time. Yeah. I feel like with that story you just told us, that like people are going to use ChatGTP as a get get rich quick scheme. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even for myself, I was like, wow. Is that all it takes? <laughs> Is that all yeah. it takes. Okay. I'm about to go start I'm about to go now. on ChatGTP <laughs> right now, right after this episode. Yeah. If that's the case, yeah. um, I don't know. Um, I feel like it could be. Uh, you know, dangerous or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's this whole thing. Uh, people are wondering is, is, is chat, uh, GTP woke. Is it bias? Yeah. And it comes to find out it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. And it and is it, bias. So I'm a like, disclaimer. So I'm like, like, what if it's what now? What I, I'm the only thing that makes me afraid is that if it, it being a, a tool to, um, you know, a tool to use against people, you know? Yeah. Way. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but- I mean, like an axe right mm-hmm. like an axe is a great tool for chopping wood to make your family warm for mm-hmm. the fire an axe is also a great way to kill somebody yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like uh-huh. a tool a tool can be harmful or it can be useful yeah it depends right. on what ha- kind of hands it's in right yeah. like mm-hmm. that's what that's what changes an axe is an axe whether you're using it for murder or for wood cutting yeah yeah but the hands that it's in that's that's what we have to be afraid of yeah. right mm-hmm. so i'm with you um i think that it can be it's intimidating for sure. As a, uh, you know, I think what's going to happen as far as it cutting jobs, I don't think creative jobs are a hundred percent out the door. Like things like customer service jobs, and we're already seeing a lot of those things like mm-hmm. being taken out, automated yeah. online. Anytime you ask for help from a major company now, it's a little chat window, mm-hmm. and an AI is going to be talking to you through your problems. And most of the time, it's going to get it right. Oh, yeah. But what happens when you're frustrated and it continues to get it wrong? still end up with a person. So mm-hmm. that it's not yeah. like they're gone for good. I think for creatives, I think the hard part is what it's going to do is it's going to make it harder to start making your living in a lot of these areas. Yeah. Because, you know, think about voice acting. That's, that's what I'm going to relate to the most here is the top 20% is going to be okay because 
they've already built a huge repertoire, a huge uh, rapport with people. Um, they've got great client relationships that you can't make with AI, yeah. and their work is good quality. What it's really going to cut out is that bottom 80%. It's going to make it way harder to do that kind of work, right? Because yeah. when you're starting out, your work is kind of mediocre most of the time. The audio quality might be good, but you're still learning skills. You're learning how to do this thing. And so what the AI does is the AI provides a cheaper way for people to kind of do that bottom to mid-tier level of work mm-hmm. for cheaper. So they're like, well, I'm a business. I don't care if I'm paying you or not. I just want to this needs to be done. Yeah. Whether it's AI or a person, whatever. But as you get to the top, that's when it gets to like, uh, I'd rather a human do this yeah. because they have the touch. Art, the same way. Mm-hmm. People who don't really care if the art's mediocre, they're just going to pay 20 bucks and let AI yeah. do it instead of paying have, $200 for have a person. Y'all, have y'all seen all like this This meme was trending like big on TikTok for the past, every release is the beginning of the year. The yeah. AI presidents. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Bro, there's. That's I watched hilarious. a whole. Yeah. I watched a whole 15 minute video on YouTube. It was so hilarious. They're I have funny. to show y'all. Yeah. It was. It was Barack Obama, uh, Donald Trump, and Joe Biden. Which yeah. The three like mm-hmm. major popular ones. That they right. Play. And they're right. all playing. They're all playing Mario Kart eight together. Bro, hey. it is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. That like, also scares me too, though. Like, with like the, the worry of AI is like, the the videos like because they're they're. They can make yeah. You can make somebody say anything that they want to. They can make pictures of not real people already. Yeah. When when is it going to be when they can do videos? Oh, dude. The voices are getting better, so they could create a whole like. I saw that it was kind of scary. It was a a video of Joe Biden like declaring like we like he's enacting like selective service or whatever. Yeah. But it was all it was fake as AI, but right like. The, the capability is going to become more and more yeah, realistic. Yeah, because it could be used for they can manipulate misinformation. misinformation. Yes. Yeah, misinformation, actual uh, misinformation, big yep. time. Yep. That's yeah, what worries me manipulate too. Like that. that's, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm glad you said that because that's, like, that's a big that's a big danger for, for ChatGD. It's going to be hard to differentiate what's real and what's not. Like It already yeah. is hard on the internet, but it's right. going to be enhanced yeah. Yeah. 10 I mean, times. I think Musk was talking about when he took over Twitter, the amount of bots that were on Twitter is astounding. And like, I don't know, sometimes I think about, um, you know, where I'm at as far as technology goes and like, or, or for, for example, our, our, at our jobs, we get fish emails on purpose, right? We get Mm -hmm. scam emails, Mm -hmm. um, from our security our, 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 our tech pays to have this done because they want to teach us how to recognize scammed emails because anymore it's getting harder and harder to differentiate what's real yeah. and what's yeah, not they're real. Getting good. Yeah, they're for sure. really good. And so, yeah. you know, I think about like my grandparents, dude, who like already suck on a computer. Mm-hmm. Like how much, how easy would it be to fool them? They're the biggest target. Yeah, yeah they, they are. The they are. Targets, yeah. And I wonder about like my kids, like, you know, how do you, how do you teach your kids to like not be idiots on the internet? Have you guys ever, like, you know, you yeah. go to some sketchy websites to download some, like, uh-huh. apps you probably shouldn't get for free? Yeah. Or, like, YouTube downloaders. I use, I use YouTube downloaders all the time same, for same. stuff at the, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. for content. And, like, if you if you click this download button, you're going to get scammed. But this download button's good. Yeah. How do you teach that? You know what I mean? Right. Ooh, getting better. Yeah. Better. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it just it just, like... I think about the future of how these tools are going to be used to hurt people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like and manipulate people. And I think what we have to be smart about is instead of being afraid of it, utilizing it against itself. Right. So yeah. now we can use AI to help detect when AI is trying to scam us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like same incident, you know, yeah. our, our company 
uses phishing emails to help us fight phishing emails, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. like to teach. And so that's a very real thing we can do with AI too. Instead of being afraid of it, instead of letting it intimidate me as a voice actor mm-hmm. to be like, it's going to take my jobs. It's going to take clients from me. How can I use AI to better my business and help create more yeah. opportunities for work? You know what I mean? To make mm-hmm. my life easier, to yeah. help do manage my social media for me to help create invoices for me. Did you guys see that GPT four? There was one of the things it can do is that someone created a program to where when you get automated calls from people on, that are against your consent within minutes, this thing can write up a lawsuit and send it to the company that called you for a $1,500 fine. Someone wow. did that within 24 hours of GTP GPT four operating. That's yeah, wild. It creates what? lawsuits in minutes. Because it's all data, right? Like yeah. these things are full of data. And so it can pull it up like in an instant. Uh-huh. That's wild. It's crazy. Oh and so gosh. that's where you get the bias and stuff from. It's because yeah. people are inputting that garbage in there. Yeah. Yeah. I saw someone are, manipulate yeah. one to make it say two plus two is five. Yeah. And no. it was like, you're offending me. That's and it was wild. like, oh, sorry. Here yeah. you go. Yeah. So there's definitely, that's a concern. But I thought what was cool is when we asked it to do our verse segment, like it wasn't surface level, like, theology like the way it tied god's peace into this bible story of jonathan and david in the Mm -hmm. bible not even like something that you know halfway christians are gonna know yeah but like deep stuff yeah like it was impressive because there's also some good data being put into it too you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and so um we can be afraid of it and we can run and just cross our fingers or we can work with it yeah you know i think about like uh, the last time this happened to me, the big thing that comes to mind is like MP3, you know, going from CDs to MP3s. Yeah. You know, people are so against it. I still bought CDs for years because I had a CD player in my car. So I was like, well, that's the only <laughs> way I'm going to listen to music. But yeah. um, now artists are moving even away from releasing CDs because it's just kind of becoming a waste. Yeah. You know, it's all streams. It's streams. It's on Spotify. Spotify yeah. killed the industry. And so instead of mourning it and being like, well, well I guess we're not going to make music anymore. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? What artists have had to do is learn how to use Spotify to their advantage to leverage it. Now it's not how many albums you sold. It's how many streams monthly you're getting on Spotify. Yeah. And so people are now, bands are just releasing singles over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's not even like full albums anymore mm-hmm. because the way that we're moving you either join or you die, man. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's just, that's the way it's going. And yeah. so, like, AI's here to stay. I think it's a fad right now. I do. Oh, I think sure. that it's going to die down. But the uses behind AI are very real. Mm-hmm. And it's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's just going to be developed on. Yeah. I've yeah. seen the trend with, like, new technologies, like with NFTs. Yeah. I had that big old fad. Yeah. But, like, that's just the surface level. But, like, the actual utility behind it right. is going to be useful. Right. But, like, what it what it's, was... Last year, just pictures and right. stuff. Utility that, might change. Cool, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's died down, obviously. Yeah. But the technology, it'll it'll stay and it'll be used yeah. to to benefit people, to yeah. benefit the world. And yeah. I think same with this AI, ChatGPT stuff. Yeah. And it and we can we can we can make it good. You know what I mean? Like we can use it to do some really cool, really helpful things. Um it's just are you willing to use it? Are you yeah. willing to go with the flow <clears throat> and or you're going to get ran over like, cause yeah. you stopping isn't going to stop it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so like, that's, that's what it always comes down to is just being willing to change. Right. And change yeah. is hard for people. People mm-hmm. don't like change, but that's what, that's what we got to do. Mm-hmm. Like if we want to keep staying relevant, you know, we got to change, yeah. especially mm-hmm. with us. You know what I mean? Like 
as people who want to be light to the world, as want to be salt to the earth, how can you do that if you're so stuck in 10 years ago, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, and who you used to be and how the world used to be? Back in my day, you know, I yeah. used to do this and we didn't have any of this nonsense. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, that was 50 years ago. <laughs> you're dying. Yeah. Okay. And now the world is changing. Yeah. I think church doesn't need yeah. to be the way it used to be. Yeah. yeah exactly. That's a big thing with churches. Like, Church is like always the last ones to like resist like, the change. We don't need a, we don't need a social media for our church. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's how you reach. It, it it's easier to reach people that way instead of you having to go out to the store and how and start handing yeah. out cards to everybody. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can still do that, but social yeah. media is even a farther enhanced a farther way, reach. Yeah, because easier. you're not going to catch somebody at the store. Right. You know, somebody that really needs it. Yeah. Probably not going to be there. Yeah. Maybe sitting at their house scrolling through their phone mindlessly right. and uh, seeing an ad for it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, it, it all comes down to, okay, if your goal is to reach the lost, um, do you idolize your way of doing it above just getting it done? Yeah. Do you idolize how you want to do things and my preferences above the mission? Because, like, mm. if you do, I mean, we know what idolatry is. You know what I mean? Like, idolatry is yeah. not good. And so you got to be willing to look at yourself and say, what am I doing here? Okay, this is my goal. If my goal is to reach the lost. What blockades am I putting in my way? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. what things am I letting get between me and the mission? That's to reach people, to be a light to the world, to be salt to the earth, to love people the way that God's asked me to love them. And so we got to figure out ways to do that. And yep. with, without, you know, degrading our integrity and without compromising, but at the same time, without being stuck in the ways that we yeah. used to have. Yeah. Got to move on. Got to move forward. Alrighty, guys. Well, we're just about out of time. Thank you so much for 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 joining us and listening or or watching the episode, whichever one you guys have uh are uh, streaming this plot uh, this episode on. Uh, obviously, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, um, Rumble, YouTube, YouTube, Ooh. and uh, as well as you know, see our our clips on TikTok that we that. We want to start uploading, but we yes. have just been so busy yeah. <laughs> that I've been able to upload it. But now I'm, you know, we're gonna tag team and uploading some of yeah. these clips. So we have lots of worthy, lots of worthy content, clip worthy yeah. content that you guys will see on those platforms. But before we close out, uh, Taylor, do a, we want you to do a an improv voiceover as a, as an ad as an ad for the 100 show? Are you out there and you're wondering to yourself, am I an idiot? Do I know what's going on in the world? Well, now you can by listening to the 100 Show Podcast, a podcast you can find in streamable formats all over the internet. Watch a video as goobers talk about things that they know about and things they don't. But they'll get the facts straight on 100 Show. You can keep it 100. That's awesome. That was good. That was good. I'm trying to think and talk. I'm going going to going to clip that, and I'm going to put that somewhere. You guys are going to hear that from now on. Yeah. Taylor, do you have anything you want to shout out? Oh yeah. First of all, uh, yo, I I I just think you know, thanks for having me on the show, guys. It's it's an honor to you know just even to be asked to be here with you guys. It really is. You guys are my friends. We homies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it just means a lot that you'd. Uh, care about anything I have to say, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Um, but you know, just stay humble out there, y'all. Like, stay humble, love people, assess yourself, be willing to look at yourself before you look at other people's. All right, like that's the best thing you can do for your life is just use the tools we have to fix you. Don't get so caught up in fixing other people. But uh, uh, yeah, shameless plug. Yep. You need voiceovers out there? 
I got you. You can uh, you can hit my Upwork website. It's just tstodvo, T-S-T-O-D-D-V-O. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm pretty active on there. Twitter. Uh, but other than that, man, find somebody, love on somebody. Like, just go out there and be who you need to be to the world. That's it. Awesome. That's it. Thank you guys for watching. Yes. This is where we keep it. 100. 100. Oh, I was off again. Dang it. The 100 Show, where we keep it 100.